Welcome to the Tuesday Reviews Halloween Special. <laughs> You're listening to the Monster Mash. Um, the Tuesday right. Review Spooktober Spectacular. Yeah. The Spooktober Spooktacular. Oh, come on, man. Woo! Like, our listeners know every show is scary. Tuesday Review. Well, they're scary for different <laughs> reasons. Yeah, scary yeah. for different reasons. But this one's deliberately scary for Spooktober. The Tuesday Reboo. No, nah, we did the booze day uh, review last Halloween. I think okay, that, yeah. I think that's that's good. Yeah. All right, everyone. So, You're Nathan. Um, I'm Nathan. I'm As James. Always joined by James and Callum. Sometimes I'm Callum. Callum's yeah. <laughs> He's alive. Barely. He's here again this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. So um, it's Halloween. Uh, have we ever done an episode on not, Halloween directly? Not on Halloween because. For pretty much our whole yeah thing, it's like we've always like missed Halloween or like COVID happened or we had other stuff to review, so we didn't do a Halloween special. And last year, I think was the first time we did like a Halloween month. We did a month, but then we did the special yeah. like a few days before or the few like a day <laughs> after. Whereas this is the first time when we record is on October thirty first, so like on the day. If you are listening live through the radio or tune in. Um, please hit us up on the social media. I know we sent out messages earlier about texting in, mm. but it's not working right now. So you can still contact us through all the social medias at AU. We would love to hear your thoughts on your favorite horror movie reviews or what we're talking about in the studio. Definitely. And because it's Halloween, feel free to try and contact us through Seance, though I don't think that'll work. A yeah, Ouija or board? Astral Projection. Try it. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, we've got a lot to talk about tonight. I think we'll start. Should we with start with the scariest movie of all time that just came out? I don't out? want to talk about the Last Jedi. Oh, <laughs> yeah! I was gonna make you know, it wasn't that. It was, it was a similar joke, but it wasn't that joke. Bravo, Callum! Uh, you just stole you, your joke's better than mine. I was gonna say the Taylor Swift movie, <laughs> the Errors Tour. Yeah. Nah. Should we start with Scream? Yeah, let's start with Scream. So James had he'd seen the first one. Yeah. But so <coughs> I, I'd seen the first Scream, but I had already seen Scary Movie several times before yeah. seeing Scream. And Scary Movie, the first one, is basically like a parody of Scream. And Scream itself is a satire, meta, very meta, yeah. almost parody of slasher movies. So by the time I watched Scary Movie. And it's like, it's kind of silly and meta, just not as goofy and silly meta as uh, Scary Movie. I, th- I was just kind of like, what is this? I think Scary Movie ruined the franchise yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, uh, did. Especially because, you know, the ma- the ghost face mask is so iconic and creepy, but then how they treated it in yeah. Scary Movie was so funny that it yeah. takes away a lot of the, the bite of it. Yeah. And how they, you know, the killer is in that movie. Yeah. But yeah, so when I first watched Scream, I liked it, but I was like, yeah, I, I, what is this? Yeah. I'm like, it's a, the funny version of the already yeah. funny version. <laughs> um, I think it, it's, it works. I would always say to people, watch Scream if you haven't seen Scary Movie. Because <laughs> I think that... Oh, look. Uh, it, it does. I think we, yeah. have, we talked about it with our friend Alum, who, like you, had seen Scary Movie before. And he liked Scream, but I think it does change your perspective of the franchise because you approach it from this place of, oh, this is the silly guy. If, of course, he's not so silly. Uh, but yeah, I think but, it's one of those things where the did the parody almost 
uh, outdo the original in some way, especially for people well, of our like, age. Was Daniel um, Craig said that Austin Powers screwed them? Mm. Yeah, he didn't say screwed, but we're live on the radio, so yeah. But it's the same with scary movie, because like, yeah. like for Gen X, Scream was huge. Mm. Um, but for people of our age, scary movie was like, yeah, like it came that. out the perfect age for us. Yeah. For us. <laughs> um, but I mean, this is what this is kind of what we want to talk about is. Because earlier in the year, Scream 6 came out and uh, Nathan was a big fan of the Scream movies. He had seen them all. And so he took the boys to see the sixth one and we talked a bit about it on the show. But I hadn't watched any of the other ones except for the first one. So I didn't want to see the sixth one without catching up <laughs> yeah. first. Yeah. And, yeah. I was That's like, fair. and I was like, Especially well... Especially since five and six have some recurring characters from throughout the Yeah, they're the franchise. directly connected, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I was like, well, this Spooktober, what I'll do, my main goal is to watch all six Scream movies, um, which is what I did. And starting with the first one, obviously, I watched that again. And I liked it a lot more this time. Uh, and I appreciated it a lot more. And I was able to just enjoy it as a movie, yeah. but also look at it as like, oh, this is Wes Craven operating at peak, it's peak Wes yeah. Craven. Yeah. Especially like Nathan and I were talking about it the other night over dinner. The end, like the climactic sequence is 42 minutes long. It's almost like half the movie and it's just people running and, you know, people getting killed and like it's all really yelling and there's blood everywhere and it's crazy and i'm like like chef chef no no chef's kiss yeah Yeah. (laughs) i'm like oh it's so good and obviously it's it became such an iconic movie and eventually a franchise that you know whatever we say has already been said but um Mm. it was just watching the first one again um yeah i was like oh Seeing this in the theater in 1996 would have been, been insane, especially if you're into films back then. All the it was kind of one of the first movies to really have like a meta commentary on, like yeah, well, that kind of that commentary Ke- within the movie. Kevin Williamson, who wrote it, like all you know, the 80s was like prime slasher yeah. sort of, yeah. and then by the <laughs> 90s, they there was still slasher movies, but it's kind of like boring and yeah how do you formulate yeah and he deliberately wrote it as to be like a meta commentary on um you know slasher movies and horror movies and fandom and whatever and then wes craven directed it who's known for slasher movies and horror movies so he brings his expertise it was just the perfect i think because at this point meta's been done to death yeah but back then that's actually that's a good point too is like now you can look back on screen and go Oh, it's, it's meta. Yeah, big deal. Big deal. I've seen I've seen all of Dan Harmon's stuff, yeah, but, <laughs> you know, whatever. But I'm like, no, no, no. But no, back then, yeah. it was a massive deal. And like it was it, it kind of kicked not only did it re kickstart the sort of nineties slasher, but it also kickstarted a sort of meta uh look at you know, other movies started to be one hundred percent. Like have a sort of more meta look at it. Um yeah, so it's just it's such, and the cast of that movie is so great, um, and yeah, it's a little bit nineties, but that's what's kind of fun about it, and um, it's like watching any seventies or eighties slasher movie. It's like the style is it's yeah. it's, it's and also it's part of the fun. 
also one of the tracks that kind of runs through. I'm pretty sure every film, maybe not a couple of the middle ones. The Nick Cave's Red oh, Right Hand. The only it's not in four, but it's, it's in all, four, of, okay. all the other ones. Yeah, but that's such a cool Red kind right. of horror the song. Sound, the soundtrack yeah. of the first one is really cool. Um, not only the soundtrack but the score as well. Um, I think the newer movies, the score, the soundtrack isn't as cool anymore. Um, I don't know if it's just because you know that, that '90s kind of music they were using yeah. now sounds really cool and whatever music they're using for the new movies is kind of like not bad but it's like yeah. whatever yeah and the score i don't think is as strong in the new one um but yeah the scream everything that's been said about it has been said yeah. but it was just great to revisit it and appreciate enjoy it. it yeah yeah and and i got to watch all the movies in a row um, and so that even helped me more enjoy the... I think that would help as well from the storytelling perspective because mm. like, you can keep up with who the characters are. Because what's interesting about Scream on the franchise is that it's like character-driven. Mm. So most slasher movies is like you don't get a lot of recurring characters or sometimes you do or you know they don't really directly connect Some or sometimes they do. But it's like over the years... It's like, it's not you know a, how we talk about sometimes um, they'll have a movie, like a random horror movie, and then they'll attach a franchise to it? Oh, they have a random script. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Scream isn't like that. No. Like, Scream is, it's a Scream Every, movie. Yeah. And they write a Scream movie. They don't acquire like a Hellraiser movie, for example, yeah, yeah. where it'll be like some A generic movie. horror script. And then, and they, and they, and they're like, yeah, but what if we put the lament configuration? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the, Pinhead shows up. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, but Scream is like it's a Scream movie with Scream characters, and it's a yeah. continuation of that and each, original premise. Each movie, because the first one is so meta, each movie kind of can add con- to the continues layer. to comment on like the yeah. second one, Scream Two. It's like Scream One was so successful. They like a year later, the second one yeah. came out, and they and they have the Scream movie in the yeah. stab and the now, what it's called stab. Yeah, yeah. In, in the universe <laughs> yeah, of the yeah. movie, they have the movie based on the murders that happened in yeah. the first movie called stab and then and then now the killings start again and then there's commentary on sequels and how sequels are never as good but they have to have a bigger budget and have bigger action scenes and so it's just like it gets away with a lot yeah that other franchises <laughs> franchises may not get away with because it's very self-aware Self, self-referential and yeah. again doing it before it was popular yeah, and it's it's not like ha ha funny, but there is there's a sense of humor yeah, yeah. to the like the original it's, it's trilogy. Like, at least I'll say it's witty. It kind of it, it has. Appear, some... Yeah, but this is also an energy because also it helps that Wes Craven's a really good filmmaker, but like it has this energy to it that I think even though I like the newer movies like five and six, it's not the same. No energy. It's yeah. not the same sense of humor. Yeah. Um. Obviously, it's different filmmaking oh, team um, behind sh- it now than yeah. back in the Shout back out in the to day. the Wes Craven cameo in Scream 1 where he's wearing the um, Nightmare on Elm Street uh, get-up in the high school. Oh, the, it was the janitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, yeah, the principal's like, it's okay, Fred. <laughs> <Whatever>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that just reminded me of the cameo of Jane Silent Bob in the third one. <laughs> yeah. And then that reminded me of the reason they did that is because in Scream... Uh, no, in Jane Silent Bob reboot, which they were filming, assumedly at the same yeah. time as Scream Three, um, when Jane Silent Bob like smash into the Scream set, and Wes Craven's 
there as well. Yeah, and he's like, the killer is revealed to be a monkey. Wes Craven's like, what? People love monkeys. And then yeah. and Jay is like, we love this monkey. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, like, yeah. Wes Craven's like, see? <laughs> uh, yeah, so by the time yeah. you get to the third one, it does get like even sillier and more over the top. And again, because of the meta aspect, it's kind of like, it's the third movie all bets are off. They even, yeah. you know, and there's, there's all this deconstruction in the movie from characters in the movie saying like, "Look, it's the end of the trilogy. Like, crazy <laughs> stuff is going to happen." So it gets away with a lot of stuff that if you were playing it in a serious yeah. way, you'd everyone will roll their eyes. Um, but yeah, I, I think the th- original trilogy. The the thing with scream movies is they're all good. Yeah. None of there's no like really bad. No, each each movie has something about it that's yeah. yeah. Like most horror franchises and most franchises in general, multiple sequels, <clears throat> it's just they get worse and worse. You might have a good one here or Ho- there. Horror specifically is hard to keep yeah. to a certain level. And yeah, and also anyway. a, lo- a lot of the time that the sequels get cheaper and cheaper and you know, they yeah. the first yeah. few are in it's the good movies old capitalism. and then straight you to You made a hundred million dollars on a fifty thousand dollar movie budget, make the next one I want yeah. it to make two hundred million dollars on a twenty five thousand yeah. dollar budget. Or it's just like this one didn't do as well as mm. expected. So we're gonna let you do another one, but it's, it's gonna have to be cheap. Or, or a lot, a lot with, with a lot of franchises, especially horror franchises, they just make the movie to keep the rights. Yeah. Because yeah. if they don't make a movie in a specific time, they Good lose old the rights. Wheel of Time, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Billy Zane. <laughs> Better than the, hey, <laughs> the superior version. That's, that ended up being. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Um, <laughs> Lewis Theron. <laughs> same, same with that that Fantastic Four yeah. Roger Corman movie. <laughs> the, ended up being the best of all the movies. <laughs> anyway, uh, so but, um, look, you know the but the Scream thing- has always been like a theatrical yeah. franchise. It's like every movie has a budget. And- I think what helps them get away with doing it, doing what they do is that they don't have to rely on a CG monster for their scares. This the, is the great thing about. Um, the Westboro Killer, a ghost face. Woodsboro. Woodsboro, Woodsboro. yeah. Sorry, what did I say? Ghost Westboro. Face. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, the good thing about Ghostface is that it's a, just a guy in a suit, right? And it well, doesn't... It'll never be more than a person in a that's, suit. That's... I remember we were talking early in the year when, when you guys were talking about um, Scream 6 and Nathan was... You know, we were talking about... They're more... They're more murder mystery movies, like whodunits. Yeah. It's than Slasher they are. meets whodunit. Yeah. So, and that's why not only are they character-driven, which makes the ongoing series and returning characters more endearing and interesting and engaging, but also every um, movie isn't just teens in the woods getting killed off one by one. I remember watching Five with Alan and I think Jake was there. Yeah. Um, And I'm like, guess who the killer is? And this is the start of the movie. Right? Don't spoil yeah. it. No, I'm not oh, spoiling. No, 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 no spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. Uh, once the say- initial group has been sorted <laughs> yeah, 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 at the start, yeah, yeah. once you see all the initial group, I'm like, guess who it is, Alan? Yeah. And he guessed it straight away. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I didn't I say mean, anything. I, I I hate to be yeah. that one. I don't. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, I always knew the killer. Like, but five, I did guess it very early on. Because it also helps if you know the meta aspect of the movies. That's kind true. Of, yeah. Clues when we went to see six, Alan wanted to take bets on it before we went in there. Of course, he's a gambling addict. Um, but yeah, they don't have to use CG, you know what I mean? Yeah, it can be as down-to-earth as it needs to be but that's so they can get away with more practical sets and more practical it weapons. Also, I think it also means that every time someone, you know, they make a screen movie, the whodunit aspect is so important and an integral part of it that you can't just get away with 
being really late. I mean, they could be lazy and just, you know. Yeah, you have to have some but, forethought. But yeah, it's like they they definitely put effort into each movie of like who is the killer. You know, there are red se- There are and, several yeah. plausible killers. Mm. There's more than one killer potentially. Whatever, whatever. And so every movie, um, it, it doesn't. Even though every movie has a lot of the same elements, it's not like other slasher franchises or yeah. horror franchises where it's literally the same thing. There's every something to keep time. you. There's something to keep you kind of interested and invested. Also, while you're watching the movie, yeah, you're you're thinking your brain's, of that. Yeah, yeah you're exactly. like, oh, that guy's being keeps sus. you engaged. Yeah, it's like I think it's that guy, and yeah. then another guy says yeah, something. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely that guy. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's so it keeps you engaged in the movie itself, not yeah. just in exactly. It's not yeah. just like a popcorn kind of horror slash. It's, it's not really about the gore. No, it, it's yeah, it's about the intellectual games being played on the screen yeah. itself, right? Because you got the killer, and it's the killer trying to outwit people, cat and, and mouse. Yeah, there's the whole, you know the, the yeah. integral sort of set pieces, uh, especially of every like opening of every movie is like the phone call you know yeah, the yeah the, the sort first of kill with the phone call yeah, yeah the seemingly innocuous caller who ends up you know saying yeah, something always with the same voice <laughs> well that that's part of the universe yeah, of the yeah, movie yeah. is like oh there's the voice changer so you don't know who yeah. the killer is they always used Ghostface's voice which in this universe of the movies is always the same yeah electronic voice which I mean, it ends up working really well because Roger L. Jackson, who does the voice, you know, he, he does the voice for all the movies, um, even though the kill is different each time. And that's the other thing is because Ghostface can be anyone. Yeah, exactly. So the, the mask is so iconic. I think they do it well. They do it well because it's like, obviously, it's like when you have some of these slashes or whodunits and it's like, and obviously the kill is like a really large dude and narrows down the thing. But they, they do a good they, job in kind of obscuring Ghostface to an extent where it could be... Yeah, the thing with... There is a sort of element of suspend your disbelief where, like, Ghostface is always played by, like, this one stuntman. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when the killer's revealed that it's, like, a (laughs) five-foot-four young woman, and you're like, that doesn't make sense. But I appreciate it. Yeah, but they they make you believe in in the movie that... No, but I appreciate that because I'd much rather have no. I'd much rather have yeah. a stand-in for the killer yeah, yeah. than have it really small. Than have like a really small ghost face and everyone else be tall and I'd be like, it's the it's yeah. the ghost face right at the end. They're the small person. Yeah, like yeah, the five foot nothing person right at there. They're the ghost yeah, face, yeah. obviously, <laughs> like because ghost face is wearing a child's costume. Like, yeah. I'd rather much have that stunt man standing in his ghost face to keep yeah. you guessing. It can and be anyone. It also because he's got the voice the same and he's always got the same mask and the thing. Even though the killer different each time Ghostface himself even though he doesn't exist yeah. he's always the killer in the yeah. movie and so you get yeah. your main horror slasher villain yeah but also you get to vary it up each time and I mean but so Ghostface, that's not boring because there's only one Freddy Krueger there's only yeah. one Michael Myers yeah. there's only one Jason Voorhees like, and it gets boring well, there's, there's more than one Michael Myers at this point <laughs> Well, same with Jason yeah. Boys, but you know, the, it's always <laughs> yeah, the, the same character. look. Yeah, it's like this. It's technically the same I think killer. Ghostface is interesting too because his motivations can be different, right? <clears throat> Depending on the movie. Yeah. But also, like, the character generally has a, a same kind of wit, like, with the. Do you want to watch your favorite scary movie? He has that kind of movie yeah. affinity. It's Ghostface also, himself, as a killer, has character. It's part of the universe as well. Yeah. As after the first killings, is like everyone was like copycatting, and yeah. and then when they weren't copycatting real kill- killings, they were copycatting the movies, yeah. the stab movies in universe. Yeah, and so it makes quote unquote sense that 
everyone is doing the same ghost face. Yeah. Although I will say that, uh, the, you know, there are six movies now. Um, I would like, I wouldn't mind seeing some variation. Um, well, we'll talk about that maybe but, later. Yeah, yeah. We won't, we won't spoil no, anything. No, but, spoil. But you had ideas. Yeah. Well, we're up to the third movie, I guess. So we talked a bit about that. That's where it gets a bit silly and whatever. But it kind of rounds out the trilogy nicely enough. Um, and then that came out in like 2000. So it was like 96, 97, and then 2000 was the third one. And then they didn't make another one until 2011. Um, and I remember when this came out, um, Scream 4, and I remember it was a big deal because it was like Wes Craven returning, you know, characters were returning, you know, it was a big franchise um, and it was a big deal. And I obviously I didn't see it because I'd only seen the first one. I was like, oh, I'm not caught yeah. up. Maybe I'll see it another time. Um, but I remember it being, you know, people talking about how it's a meta commentary on reboots. Um, and this was back in 2011 before things got really <laughs> out of, bad. Out of hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can imagine like watching it now. So I watch Scream 4 now and there's all this commentary about reboots and sequels and and franchises and um, and there's all this stuff that's, I guess, a little ahead of its time with like social media. They, they you know, they drop, name drop Facebook and Twitter, which were kind of newish at the time. Most of the characters have like older phones but camera phones were a thing yeah you see a couple characters have like the new iphone which had, you know yeah. just came out a couple years before um but yeah watching it now it's interesting like that they're already having that like the killers want to be social media famous and vlogging is a thing mm. and um yeah there's like that aspect to it which um is well, ahead cool. of its time yeah um i think personally from what I understand, the original trilogy, the third one is The Black Sheep, and that I would agree with that. It's not bad, but it is the weakest. It's law of diminishing returns. One is the best, two's good, but not as good, and then three's not as good, yeah. but they're all worth watching. Yeah. Four, from what I understand, I might be wrong, is just as much a black sheep as three some people really didn't like it it didn't do well at the box office apparently that's why we didn't have um, another movie for like 10 years yeah, <laughs> yeah. and personally years. watching them all in a row one two three four i like four more than three i think two might have been just more enjoyable hmm. but i think i really liked four i liked the new characters i like that as you know the social media aspect the the um even though the filmmaking is a bit different and you know, Wes Craven's changed and the movie landscape has changed by 2011. I think it's just more in, an interesting yeah. um, movie than three. Yeah. So I liked it more than three. Um, and then, yeah, they were going to make five, but it didn't do well enough and like they couldn't really get anything off the ground. And then in 2015, there was a TV series I forgot which, about that. Yeah, which <laughs> everyone forgets about because it was like on MTV or something. And it got, did it get moved? I think it started on MTV and then went somewhere else. Did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it either. But is it canon? No. So okay, the good. thing, the thing with the TV series is that it's about. So the first two seasons are about uh, a different killer, not Ghostface. He's got a different kind of mask, and so automatically people hated it because of that. But I think that's not. A terrible thing to have a scream series where it's not ghost face but it's still like a murder mystery 
apparently, you know, the second season was better than the first season. I don't know. And then they sort of rebooted it with the third season with a new cast and they brought Ghostface in. But by that point, no one really Damage cared. Was done. Yeah, and then it got cancelled after that. And because it's not connected to the movies in any real way, like there's no recurring characters from the movies or whatever, it's sort of just kind of forgotten. Um, I've heard it's not awful, but yeah. I like the mask. Yeah, the the re- redesign the, of the mask hmm. in the first couple of seasons is pretty cool. Um, but I, I think, uh, yeah, and I remember when the TV show came out in 2015 and Wes Craven had just passed away. And I remember feeling dirty about it even though in hindsight they would have been producing that television show for a while before he passed well he so was it's a producer not, on it in name only it was just kind of like an honorary like he's he'd had no real involvement with it which again leaves a little bit of bitter taste in your mouth when the director of all four movies is and even kevin williamson who wrote one two and four um, he could, the only, and the other reason he didn't do three is because he was like directing his own movie or whatever mm. at the t- same time. Um, you do feel a bit like yeah. oh, a scream yeah. series, and they're like getting rid of the original filmmakers. It's kind of, and, it's it's becoming what it was mocking. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like yeah, I. Yeah. But like I said, I haven't seen it, and I heard it's not terrible. But it's kind of forgotten mm. in the scream lore, and it's not directly connected to. If the it's movie, not so. canon, then then in 2022. They did Scream 5, which is just called Scream, which they make fun of in the movie because that's exactly what they all yeah. these horror franchises yeah, yeah. and movie franchises do. That was do. done on purpose. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Halloween 2018 version. Yeah, yeah. It's just called Halloween. Um, so, and that movie did really well. It did so well that they did the same thing they did when the first movie came out in the 90s where they rushed the second one into production. And so... Whereas the first movie came out in 96 and then the second one came out in 97. The new reboot came out in 22 and then the new Scream 6 came out in 2023. I think the new... Or Scream 5, or we'll say the new films, right? Because there's obviously yeah, like a 5 and 6 year, are like... 5 and 6 are like a... They obviously they, they talk about this in the film. They're like the reboot call, the reboot calls. Yeah, they're very self-aware, um, <laughs> which is part of the franchise. I'm glad they took that break. Because then yeah. they can come back fresh a lot of time, a lot of years later, coming back into a landscape where the film industry, the movie industry, it's all streaming, everything's changed. Mm. And they're in a better position now to kind of reflect on that as well. It's like, because, you know, I was saying like four is really interesting watching it now in hindsight. And it's already about sort of reboots yeah. and sequels. and But they had no idea. But yeah, <laughs> they had no idea. And now yeah. the 2022 version, which we'll call Scream 5 for clarity. Yeah. It's very like doubles down on yeah. like the reboot call or the requel as they call it in the movie. You know, the Force Awakens yeah. and all that. It's like you have to have legacy characters, but you also have to have new <laughs> yeah, characters, new characters yeah. and you have to do nostalgia stuff. But you also, yeah. and it's it's a sequel, but it's it's a, re- it's a soft yeah. reboot. And so this movie, again, like the other sequels, it gets away with a lot that it couldn't if it wasn't so self-aware and tongue-in-cheek. Because I think the charm of Scream is that, yes, it uses a lot of these tropes that are way overdone, Mm. but it does that knowing that it's doing that and it's kind of winking at the audience in that way that it can get away with a lot of these things Mm. because it's like, look how funny this is, look how silly this is. And that's like, look, we've probably even talked about movies where it's like just because you're being meta and self-aware or funny about something doesn't mean you 
can just get a no, no, but Scott, screen you get usually, away with it. But the writing free. is good enough. Yeah, that it can. But I think <laughs> yeah. all the screen movies is just like they're good enough to where you you forgive. <laughs> yeah, when they're doing something that they know is stupid and you know is stupid, but it's like okay, they're aware of it and it's funny and but whatever. The, yeah, but as you said, they're, they're character driven movies. They're whodunits. They yeah. carry. They have enough other kind. I of... I think it's also. Um, you know, strengths to sort of um, yeah, rely push on. through. And the filmmaking is generally good enough to it. Yeah. And the slasher aspects are generally good enough. But I think, like I was saying earlier, it is at a point now where just because the series and the fans expect you to have a exposition dump from a character who explains the rules of slasher movies, at this point, doesn't need to have it. It's kind of expected. I think they... they I would have felt it's part obligated of the franchise. if I was the filmmaker of yeah. five. I would have felt obligated to do it in five. Yeah, but then I think they did, did they do it in six again. I think they do it in every movie, and do it's they like do it in six. I, I, I'm sure they do. Yeah, they do at the the, the college for, uh, at the college um, um, where Mindy's character is like standing up, and they're all sitting in front of the kind of trees at the college, yeah. and she's explaining the the rules. Again, like it's like. You expect it, and it's like in every screen movie. And if it wasn't there, fans would get angry. But also, the fact that it's there is like, do we need this still? No. Like, is this still part of? Yeah, it's a hard question to answer. Um, yeah, I guess. But yeah, um, five. I enjoyed five. I think the new movies five and six um, are the ones like Nathan is like. He was like, you have to see these ones, um, and I liked five, but I didn't love it. I think. It definitely, like we were just saying, it commits the sin of being a Force Awakens esque yeah. reboot call, uh, where it's like a soft remake of the first movie, but then some sequel elements, and then legacy characters coming in, and then handing the torch to to younger, newer characters, yeah. and so it's kind of boring in that way. But because it's self aware and it's meta, and that's part of Scream, you're kind of like, okay, I understand it, and it. What it does do is it resets the Scream franchise without resetting the timeline or setting a new continuity, but then letting it go on to Scream 6, which then becomes its own sort of with the new characters and assumedly the seventh one and so on. I think Scream 6 is definitely, it's a step up in almost every way of Scream 5. Yeah, for me, Scream 6 was so much better than 5 just because all the set pieces are really strong. They're they're fresh. They're not in Woodsboro, they're in New York City, and they use that to their strengths. Everything's bigger, bolder. New rules apply. Yeah. It's that kind of that sequel thing you were saying. It's like, let's do a new movie, but it has more, you know, bigger set pieces, more explosions, blah, 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 blah. But it's also like the first... But it actually pulls that off yeah the original movie the 96 one is like so the especially that climactic kind of sequence is so strong and even though scream 5 is like riffing on that or rebooting that or copying that a lot remaking elements of that none of the action slash slasher sequences horror sequences kill sequences are as strong as in the previous movies um whereas the whodunit aspect and is fine Whereas six, yeah, they move now. They move to New York, so it's automatically just a better, lo- you know, a different location to play with, and the, the set pieces are all really fantastic. 
Yeah. Um, that, I think, scene in the, that scene and in the, the little shop is awesome. Yeah, the bodega shootout scene. kind of scene is awesome. That's, that's a very important scene because it's kind of just like, yeah, Ghostface has only really been stabbing people with a knife, this, whatever. Well, that's, but it's like new city, new rules. And like he, but it's got also like whatever he he'll use whatever one the, he's got. One of the things we were just talking about is Ghostface isn't a monster or whatever. Yeah. It's like if Freddy Krueger started using a gun, or if Jason Voorhees started using a gun, or Michael Myers, you'd be like, "What the hell?" I'd laugh if but, Michael Myers used a gun. That would be kind of funny. <laughs> From like yeah. the top of a, like a bell tower. With oh, snap he's just walking with a suitcase. He's slowly walking up the stairwell. <laughs> and he gets to the top, opens the suitcase, got the broken down rifle, and he yeah. starts. That would be funny. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it, it feels more of a betrayal in those movies. Yeah. Yeah, whereas Face is just a serial killer. Like, he's just yeah. a murderer. So it makes sense for him to use. But Any like, weapon, really. I think it was big because, like, he hasn't done that on screen before. You haven't seen him do that kind of thing, uh, Ghost faces have used, like, pistols before. In such but, a blatant kind of But, yeah, not, and, not in that kind of, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, like, he just gets a shotgun, you know, like, he kills a yeah, guy in the him. shop. And yeah, he's yeah. Like, he's, like, massacring everyone yeah. in there so he can get to the main characters yeah, who's like chasing. Yeah, like, that's kind of, that drive is a bit yeah. different. Yeah, and I like that because, yeah, it doesn't make sense that he, I also, mean. A very good tense scene. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the copycat nature of it, and like we were just saying, is like Ghostface is always Ghostface, even though he's a different guy mm. each time. You still, I guess you still want to say, oh, he's, a, he's copycat, so he's got the knife and the mask. I remember watching, but, what, when we, me and James watched this um, over the weekend, I also remember, like, it, that's a very good, the, it starts really well. Mm. And even the start threw James off just a little bit in <laughs> number six. Yeah. Because you think something, you think it's going to be one way. Oh, yeah, yeah, That yeah. kind of early twist. Yeah. Uh, yeah without well, revealing so, anything. Yeah, like watching watching all six, mo- or watching all five movies, I was like, there are a few things I want to see from movies going forward. And Scream 6 does pretty much all of them in the one movie. Not to the extent that I would like, yeah. but I but think... But it does things differently enough yeah. that... And I'm hoping that 7 will be even more, a bit more... Unfortunately, I think we're going to be waiting a while. Yeah. Um, they reckon, what, towards the end of so, 2024 or early 2025 for the next Scream. Yeah. And also, one of my big problems with the next movie is that when when Scream 5 came out, Jenna Ortega wasn't Jenna Ortega yet. You know? Yeah. It was is, still, yeah, yeah. And then Six Camp comes out, and now she's blown up. She's one of the biggest actresses in yeah, the world Yeah. And now. so, I'm assuming by the time the seventh one comes out, she's going to have a reduced role, which I think is a shame because she's like one of the better Although I'll just, yeah, although I'll just expand her role and pay her more money. Well, yeah, but it's, con- it's like scheduling conflicts and stuff. She's like, she's probably won't be available when they... It's not necessarily That's about true. the Is it going to be the, the movie money. they envisioned? Yeah. So, but... They could do a thing of like if she's not in seven and the series keeps going and then she comes because yeah, yeah. you know uh, you know Neve Campbell the original you know uh, actress from oh, the first movie she is like be back, yeah. returning you know returned for yeah. most of the movies. Gail and um, Dewey are in most of the movies, so it's like even though she has a reduced role in one, as long as they don't kill her off, yeah, she can always come back yeah. later. At a, especially. Look, on one hand, you don't want them to churn these out every year, so I think it's it's, it's good. Yeah, it's good that there's a, there'll be a couple of years gap, and then we'll see what happens with the seventh one. But it's like after the seventh one, I would be happy for them to wait five years, and then Scream is like an evergreen series where there should be a gap between kind of a trilogy or yeah. so. 
because you. But need I to think as long as it makes money, if seven oh, no, makes, because yeah, if seven the, does well, then they'll just. The good thing about a gap is it can also reflect the zeitgeist. Well, of that's the time. that's what I was gonna yeah. say. I'm like, if you have that gap, it gives the, only, it gives the series a chance to be fresh again later in the future when. The world looks a little different. Yeah, there's only so much you can do with like yeah. meta commentary yeah, on exactly. horror movies Every and social year. media yeah. and yeah. whatever. It's just like okay, we get it. As long so, as they release like summer camp slashes in between screen movies, I'm happy. Oh, there's always <laughs> horror all, movies just coming lots out. Of them. Man, lots I'm, of them. I'm, I'm just waiting. Some, I'm just waiting for someone. Movies. I'm just waiting for someone to wear like a Donald Trump mask and like have like a maga, like the maga killer. Like have a reflection on no no like that's like no like, that's disgusting. Have you but not also, heard of, have you not heard of make January that? Yeah. Have you not heard of January well, six? Yeah. That already happened. No, yeah. I'm talking about like a serial killer know, who know, has that kind of like a Donald Trump yeah. like personality. What's um, <laughs> the Daily Wire? They they started making movies now. Yeah, <laughs> they they would make it for the wrong reasons. Oh yeah, that would make him like the good guy. <laughs> yeah, that would, they would misunderstand the yeah. stuff. They're the people who think Ghostface is the good guy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see what the big deal is. <laughs> um, if they listened to the rules they would have been fine <laughs> <laughs> this is all about law enforcement guys if yeah. you listen to the rules Ghostface doesn't kill you if you yeah. get the questions right <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, I hate the world we live in um, but yeah 6 was awesome um, there's so many great stairs pieces the subway sequence oh, so yeah. tense. the ladder sequence and like the big uh, the se- apartment sequence part, yeah the, the big um climactic sequence at the theater and you know there's recurring characters and it's a lot of fun um so yeah now i'm caught up with the series so when the next one does come out oh it's gonna be fun it'll be good because all the boys can go together see, and i be... love going to see these screen movies at the theater for the whodunit aspect i'm like yeah. it's always it's always fun for me these movies mm. like, i think yeah it's um it's yeah. definitely gonna be that kind of who is the killer. You're watching it fresh, it hasn't been spoiled on the internet, mm. watching it for the first time. For me, these movies are magic. I'm actually pretty lucky because even though, you know, most of the screen movies have been out for more than twenty years, I don't think I ever really got spoiled. So, I think the types of people who who are fans of the screen franchise probably are also probably the type us, of people yeah. to keep that information private. You know Maybe, what I mean? Yeah, but I, I yeah, I guess it's yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so But overall it was really yeah, really, really fun to watch all these movies. I'm a big fan of the franchise now. Um like we said, like Ghostface is such an iconic And horror's hard to do well. Yeah. You know, just in general. Horror slash yeah, they're mean, not they're they're they're, they're, kind, they're kinda of difficult to do well. There's yeah, like, there, I know there's you can so make many them of cheaply them, and there's yeah, so many of them. That to pull it off and make it a actually a great good great movie, slasher yeah. movies there aren't as many as there is bad ones. Yeah. Um and especially when the first one in the franchise was such a big iconic movie and sort of changed the genre as well as being a commentary on the past of the genre, um, it, it's kind of cool to see that the ongoing movies and franchise has kept up the quality mm. to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, it hasn't gone downhill like most other franchises or, or most, uh, you know, as most horror sequels. And also, like... We were talking early in the year when the sixth one came out and we we're like, what other horror movies or franchises in general 
have the same continuity over 25 years no, with the same recurring characters. And still maintain co- some semblance yeah. of quality. And because I'm a dum-dum and my brain's gone to mush, I completely forgot about the Chucky series. Chucky, yeah. Which I had talked about last Spooktober because I watched all those movies for the first time and the TV series, which is all set in the same continuity with the same recurring I'm, characters. I started watching the Chucky films, but there's just so much of it that I just got demoralized. I'm like, I haven't, I can't, I haven't got the time. See, you, you got to stick with it, man. You got to have the stack, like I do. <laughs> yeah. The stack never changes. No, you know what I? You watch I, one at a time no, until the stack is But the is problem gone. is, Chucky is like what seven movies yeah. and then three seasons. Yeah, the third season's airing now, so yeah. But like, take it slowly. Like, yeah. don't like because I, I put in, you know, this year with Spooktober, I was busy, so it's like I didn't get to watch as many horror movies yeah. as I wanted to. But like the last weekend leading up to, to Halloween t- today. I was just like cramming in watching like four horror movies a day and that gets a bit much. Yeah. But you've got all, you've got the next yeah, you know, watch months, yeah. one every couple of weeks and then start watching the show slowly. Got to get on my level one after the other until it's done. Not, 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 no, 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 but not in the same series. You're not yeah, watching yeah. the same series, the same yeah. series of movies. Yeah. What no, are you watching no. at the moment? Oh, no, no, no. What I mean is no, when no, I start no. watching the Chucky movies, I watch, oh, you're gonna watch I have my, but I have you're going to watch stack. one a day? Two a day, depending if I'm playing games or not. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, yeah. After work, pop them in. As long as you don't get sick of them. But counts I, a machine. Personally, yeah, I didn't, yeah, yeah, personally, I didn't get sick of them because I was enjoying yeah. them so much. Yeah. So. Even, if, even if I get sick of them, got to watch it so I can remove it from the stack. <laughs> but see, then, don't you, don't you lose enjoyment that way? Because, so, look, sometimes, yes, but then you get that sense of achievement when it's over with, number one. But then also, sometimes there'll be movies in the stack that you don't want to watch, but then you'll watch them to find that really rewarding. You know what I mean? So That's something true. Something that you might not be Sometimes too interested when you're in. not in the mood for something and yeah. you're just like, I just got to watch this, get out of the was way, and you end up really Minari enjoying it. Minari and St. Um, Vincent were surprises for Callum. Oh, the St. Vincent. Vincent, the yeah, so I didn't Paul, watch, uh, I didn't Bill Murray one. Yeah, that's I, a good I, movie. I didn't want to yeah. watch St. Vincent at all. And right. I'm like, just watch it. Yeah, I liked, so I yeah, watched it's it and then yeah. I was deeply moved. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Minari I wanted to watch because it's, it's like... Yeah, that movie. I'm going to watch that next week. I've it's been Callum, it was Callum Bate all over it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, my point is sometimes yeah. the stack can be punishing but rewarding. And that's mm. how you got to treat the Chucky movies, punishing but rewarding. Yeah. yeah, but I think Nathan also, like, he gets to a point with a lot of shows and movies where he's, like, putting the effort in and he gets, he OD, yeah. ODs and then he stops. <laughs> yeah. Whereas yeah, I think yeah. you need to take it, pa- you need yeah. to pace yourself. I need to slow it down. Callum, Callum's a junkie, he can take it. Yeah. He's, ex- he's an experienced <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> smack it. addict. Yeah. <laughs> Stack <laughs> Nathan, addict. Yeah. yeah, Nathan, you need to take it easy. Yeah, like, yeah, pace yourself. Pace, I'll pace myself. <laughs> but um, yeah, what I was saying earlier... Um, just about the ghost face mask being really iconic, even though I hadn't seen the movies or just the first one or whatever, or even as a kid when I hadn't seen any of the movies, everyone knew that mask. Everyone yeah. knew what it was from. Everyone. And then obviously the scary movie yeah, parody it. of it eclipsed it and <laughs> it became even more. But it was in every $2 shop, every costume store. Oh, you saw that. Yeah, you yeah. saw that mask everywhere. The licensing must have gone nuts. Yeah, so like for that, for them to choose that mask, which is already yeah. a mask, the existing mask, uh, like Halloween mask, before Wes Craven chose it. Like they didn't make it. Yeah. It wasn't for made the for the movie. Yeah. yeah. So, but f- that just catapulted it to be like the most iconic, most readily available um, <laughs> sort of, uh, Halloween costume mask ever 
And um, it, it, when I was little, it used to scare the hell out of, of me. Of course, yeah. Every time, such a weirdly shaped face. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's just. And now, obviously, I'm older and I've seen all the movies, and it's like not as impactful. But it, sit, is, no, it is a great. Sit, it's a great design. Your, you'll sit in your empty new home with your ghost face mask on, being like, "Hey, hey. <laughs> 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 scare all the kids to come to the door." But actually, speaking of kids, when I was driving here, just I stand saw by the window. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get a, a mannequin, like cardboard cutout and a mannequin, there put the ghost be, face. Well, there used to be the a house in our area that used to have like a Borat cutout and just in the window. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> just like looking out the window in a mankini. This <laughs> <laughs> is Home Alone with a Michael yeah. Jordan pretending to be home, <laughs> but it's a Borat and a mankini. <laughs> Not in this home, go away. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, there was like four kids all dressed in black, all wearing the ghost face mask. Uh, trick-or-treating and then there was when i got closer to the radio station there was another uh little boy um in the ghost face costume and mask um and he's like holding his little sister's hand and she was like a fairy or something (laughs) (laughs) so you know but it's like even those kids who have probably never heard of scream yeah yeah, it's just like that's the the dna yeah it's in the culture it's such a big yeah. But uh, that's also, I think we talked about this once, where sometimes something can get so big that it, in a lot of people's minds... It's bigger than its... It's bigger than itself, yeah. but also in a lot of people's minds, it's like, oh, I don't have to watch Scream because I know that it's an iconic franchise with the mask. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, you need to go back and see... Yeah. The, yeah you have to watch the actual source material. To appreciate it fully, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. the first one's still the best for me. Personally, yeah. Well, I mean, at the time, look, I'll, I remember, but people, even now, people, yeah. people got shocked when our spoilers for Scream. When Don't, just be very vague because we're all oh, talking about like people should watch it if they oh, have. Yeah, 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 that one big celebrity that was going to be in the movie, and then the, that big celebrity's in the movie for like the like, oh yeah, yeah, the opening sequence. And well, they did that. Like, they did that with General Ortega in the fifth movie, where yeah. it's like. It is that that's maybe they, like, but they swapped it, yeah. And the, like the fact is, like they put like a certain person's face on the movie poster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, can but you imagine, yeah, it's imagine a great seeing gimmick. the movie and yeah. then, oh my god, what happened? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's why if seeing it in 1996 <laughs> yeah. before all the meta stuff had come out, it'd be like seeing Blair Witch before all the other found footage yeah, movies yeah, come yeah. out. Seeing Blair Witch now, you're like, what's the big deal? I think that's oh, a movie. that's seeing still scary, it, man. That that is. I still think it's scary. That movie scared the shit out of me. You know what? I saw. There I saw it after all the yeah, other the yeah. explosion of found footage, and I was like, "It's still scary." There are two types of people in the world: people who think Blurry is scary and, and liars. liars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People that who end, are like, "Actually, it's not end, scary." No, yeah, they're wrong. That end sequence, chilling. Yeah, that's got to so, be one of the but, best yeah. end like. I saw the Blair too. Witch. I don't know. I must have been over fifteen. Mm. Yeah, but it still scared the crap yeah. out of me. It sticks with you. It, it would scare me now yeah. as a grown ass man. Yeah, yeah. We'll go to a very quick break and we'll be back with more of our favourite horror films. You still have nine minutes for live listeners to hit us up. Yeah, hit us up on the social uh, media. We'll be back right after <laughs> Call us with your ghost face. Yeah, call <laughs> call us with your voice What's modulator, your please. It'll scary make a movie. What's that? We'll be back right after this. <laughs> you are back on the Tuesday review for a Halloween spooktacular. Um, Spook we've just Halloween. been discussing the Scream movies, which you should go out and watch right now. Mm-hmm. Pause this episode. Oh, if you Actually, if you finish, listen, finish the whole episode and then... Finish the whole episode <laughs> and no, watch spoilers. It. no spoilers. No spoilers, of course. Moving on, uh, one movie I want to talk about, I think we've all watched recently, is The Mothman Prophecies. Yeah. I was going to bring my I Support Mothman pin, but I had no uh, way to pin it. 
Um, you can put it on your jacket, on your maybe. jumper. I don't want to ruin the hoodie. Anyway. Yeah, recently got re-released by a couple imprint. years ago. So which is an Australian? It was re-released by an Australian company. So right? so let let me. So I've seen Mothman Prophecies several As, times yeah. before. It's a great movie. Uh, yeah, but One for of our a long yeah. for a long time it was only available on DVD. Yeah, which I we've all got that at yeah, home. I've all got, yeah, I've all got yeah. that, and we've all watched rewatched <laughs> that multiple times. Then a. F- I want to say 10 years ago. I'm not sure exactly. It was a while ago. They did release a Blu-ray in Australia. But if you didn't buy it straight away, it sold out and it disappeared. It disappeared. You can't Spooky. even find you can't even find second-hand copies on eBay. Yeah. And if you could, I'm assuming that would have been expensive, expensive because of how rare mm. they are. Mm. And for yeah. years there were and again 10 years ago there was like a German release Blu-ray, but unfortunately it had German subtitles Hard coded, uh, yeah, yeah. hard coded, burned into the picture, oh. so that was a no go. So for years, I've been on the lookout yeah. for this Australian Blu-ray. Years, and it's like I want this. I want a HD copy of this movie. It's so good. And then recently, I think we've talked about them before. The Australian imprint. company Imprint have been like releasing all these great movies yeah. that have never gotten a lot of which have never gotten blu-ray releases before are they all re- are they all, are they all region free as well i think so i think they are yeah, because Aussies, I know there's, there's, there's youtubers i follow in america yeah, that really uh, love imprint because yeah, they're they're, they're, free. they're they're a lot of people are yeah, yeah. getting them overseas which is crazy because being a physical media <laughs> collector in australia usually yeah. i'm like nothing comes out you have to import yeah, yeah. everything and now people are importing stuff to America. I'm like, what the... And there's all this great stuff coming out. Anyway, yeah, they're doing really good we work. We love you in print. Yeah. <laughs> they're releasing all these great movies with like slip covers and and lots of special features. And, and movies that you wouldn't expect, you know, like yeah. it's kind of varied. Yeah. There's, like, there's a good... Um, spread. Spread of like... Classics. You know, o- older to newer movies and like yeah. all genres and all types. It's and awesome. Like, the Mothman Prophecies got okay reception when it was released, but it kind of became a cult movie. Like yeah, you it's said, not... because it wasn't available very much. Yeah. Like, I it's think on it... St- it was on streaming, but I don't know if it ever got a good HD. Yeah, release. I don't even remember it being on streaming, um, at least not in Australia, because we don't get anything. But then it gets released. Yeah. Then, like I a think, year or two ago, got, got imprint release on Blu-ray. I think and, oh, I think I told this story on the. I'm not sure I've told this story. I think story last on week show. you told yeah. it. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's out today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm arguing with poor JB Hyper, yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. No, I, no, I know it's coming I out pre- today. Yeah, I pre-ordered that so fast. <laughs> yeah. My, <laughs> and but, it looks gorgeous. Yeah. And so for like the last yeah. year or however long it's been out, it's just been sitting on my shelf, and I've been trying to find out like. Figure out a time to watch it. I want my sister to watch it because she's never seen it before and really? she likes horror movies. It's not a straight horror movie. You're it's a get strange it, but movie. Also, it's, it's, a, a, good yeah, movie, it's yeah. a good entry into the UFO community. <laughs> to an extent. Oh, in a soft, no. It's very soft. One of the the um, <laughs> the dialogue from Leak, which is, of course, Keel backwards, Yeah, um, is one of the greatest s- simple explanations of, of the phenomenon I've ever heard. Watching, yeah. watching Mothman again... It's like watching one of the best episodes of The X-Files, except yeah. it's a movie. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, you know, it has it does have connections to the UFO community, like with people like John Keel, who wrote the book. Yeah, but the movie itself, they, the movie, they mention UFOs yeah. once, and then the rest of it's just like a supernatural mystery. Oh, yeah, yeah. that f- yeah. strange phenomena kind of mm. movie, yeah. yeah. But anyway, I was trying to get my sister to watch it, and she's always like, no, 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 no. So anyway, this Spooktober, watching horror movies, 
Nathan's like, oh, I'm going to watch uh, Mothman this year. And I'm like, done. And I went home and I put it in. <laughs> and I was like, rub my hands like, yes. And as soon as it started, I'm like, this movie rules. Um, it's so good. And did, uh, did did your sister watch it? No, she didn't. Oh. Yeah. No, oh, well, she, she's her, a lost her, cause. I, her I've, loss. I've, yeah, 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 I've yeah, stopped yeah. trying to get... In, actually, in general, I've stopped trying to get other people to watch movies. Because even though on this show, we always say, watch this movie. It's so great. You should watch this movie. The amount of effort you put into yeah, trying to get... Yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. never do it. Or they do watch it and they're like, I don't get it. It's like... You can show yeah. you can show a person Richard Gere, but you can't make them love him. <laughs> you can lead a man to Richard Gere, but you can't make him drink. That's right. I don't know if that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm a Gere simp. I love the man. I think he's fantastic. You yeah. know, he, has, he has such a presence. Yeah. Such he has charisma and intensity. He has the riz. The riz. That's yeah. right. He has the riz. Mm, more like riz. I, I like Laura. Is that Laura Dern? Or Laura, no, Laura it's Linney. Laura Linney. Yeah. 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 It was one of the Lauras. Yeah. Um, and she's great in it too. Will, Will Patton, he's so yeah. good in this movie. Yeah. I mean, he's good in every movie, but like, he's yeah. so good in this movie. Um, but yeah, it's so... Was it published in the 60s or the 70s, the book? Uh, 70s, I think. Let me double check. But, you know, what I I said to Nathan the other day, it's so nice that we live in a world where it's on Blu-ray in Australia and, yeah. I, <laughs> and we can just watch it now. You know, to me, that blows my mind. Well, yeah, every time you wait, like, uh, there's so many movies that I'm always waiting for it to come out that have never come out on Blu-ray and I'm just like, ah, oh, this is never going to come out. And then when it does come out, it's like, for someone like me, it's the best feeling in the world. It's Christmas. Um, uh, 75. Yeah. yeah. So, John Keel wrote a book uh, released in 1975 called The Mothman Prophecies, which is technically a non-fiction book yeah. about like several supernatural occurrences ar- around the world, but sort of focusing in on uh, Point Pleasant, yeah. Virginia in the 1960s, where there were several sightings of a creature known as the Mothman, yeah. who had like bright red eyes and wings, and would sort of fly around. People would see it, and then yeah. like certain things and Bad all things sorts would happen, all yeah. sorts of things. And there's connections to UFOs and yeah. Men in Black, both the government agents who investigate these kind of things, and also the aliens who or suspected. Yeah, you know, non yeah. pretend to be who, agents. Yeah, agents. who are also yeah. known as Men in Black yeah. because they wear black suits, but they're just like there's something they're human, but there's something wrong about there's something off about. Yeah. Them. Anyway, so this book is like a catalog of all these occurrences, mainly in the sixties. Yeah. What's so interesting is that it's such a difficult movie to adapt to a, no, a book to adapt. That's what I like about the movie. It's just not really an adaptation. Yeah. It's they took the general idea yeah. of the Point Pleasant uh, was, bridge disaster. Yeah, there's a few and the stories. sightings of the Mothman, and then they made a like drama yeah. about it. Or there's a, a few stories uh, in the book that they kind of lean on. Hmm. Um, but it's a really interesting book if you haven't read it, listeners, because it's like James said, it's part of a recollection of stories about Point Pleasant. Yeah. Things that happened in a very journalistic way because he was, I believe, a journalist. I think so. Um, but it's also like an exegesis on Keel's ideas about the phenomenon in 1975 mm. when it was published. Yeah. Because he was a uh, Fortean, in quotation marks, after Charles Fort, who was like the OG guy sitting at home thinking, what's that weird stuff going on? Mm. Uh, not just UFOs, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Like a paranormal philosopher, basically. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Kill released a book after The Moth and Prophecies, a sequel called The Eighth Tower, which is less stories about Point Pleasant and more just 
you know, him just sitting and brainstorming. What does General. it all mean? Yeah. But uh, th- to take such an abstract kind of a difficult book, I guess, because mm. you can't just go to some guy and be like, yeah, check this book out. Because it's, you know, it's it can be challenging for yeah, someone it, who's it not doesn't interested have a, in the material. It doesn't, it, it doesn't have a normal plot that you could yeah. turn into a movie. It's um, just, they, like I said, they took the, the main idea yeah. and then they turned it into... Um, this movie drama, with Richard yeah. Gere, whose character, his wife dies in a car accident, uh, and then he starts seeing, you know, people start seeing the Mothman, yeah. and it's like somehow he might be connected to he his wife. He ends up in Point Pleasant because yeah. I don't know how. Yeah, he he's like, time. I don't know how I yeah. got here. He loses um, time. There are like strange but, occurrences. Yeah, but the fact that they condense the essence of the book, if you will, like yeah. the, like the um, not literally speaking, but like the the vibes of the book into a film, it's mm. pretty well done. Mm. And, you know, I'm a hater of uh, source material adaptations. Oh, uh, yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. But, uh, no, Richard Gere, but, you know. Yeah. And the movie, it's just, it's one of those kind of slower, quieter movies that they don't really make anymore. It looks really cool. It sounds really cool. Um, the it has the really discovery cool. stuff that we like, you know. Yeah, like that's the, slow the investigation. investigation. And then there's the um, looking at the waveforms and yeah. the, the uh, trying to figure things yeah, out. Yeah, looking through old files yeah. and photos and, and all sorts. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great awesome. movie. Um, and the end set piece on the bridge is one of the great sort of practical effects sequences um, that, yeah, needs to get yeah. more love. Yeah, go watch yeah. The Man Prophecies. We like it. Great movie. Um, mm. So um, the other movie I wanted to talk about was The Boogeyman. Oh, you watch? Yeah, I watched The Boogeyman. I, well. I'm not, I wasn't a fan. It was, it was okay. okay. Yeah, it was okay. I think, I think it, it's a movie which uses the idea, I guess, of trauma and kind of... Um, it's grief. What it's, it's in grief and it's kind of the movie that gets your kids... It's like demon, the, the demon that gets your kids when you're not paying attention mm. or whatever the kind of other messages are. I think it uses the same kind of ideas as another movie called Lights Out. Have you seen Lights Out? Yes. That's a much better It's very movie. similar, yeah. Uh, I think, but there's there are a lot of horror movies... The thing with The Boogeyman is that it, it is kind of derivative there are a lot of other horror movies about grief and loss and how the monster the feeds on fear and whatever like it's yeah. kind of plays with light it needs mm. to be in the dark and i'm like lights yeah. out is just a much better movie <laughs> yeah I, I think lights out also lights out probably is a much lower budget i feel like i remember lights out being very kind of stripped back um but lights out is more about the light aspect. Yeah. And so they play with that more. Yeah. Whereas this movie is just like, as long as you keep your flashlight on, like it, it'll stay away or whatever. And so it's not as much about the light yeah. aspect. Um, Look, I was a bit disappointed. As you said, it's very derivative. And if it's a story by Stephen King, I would have expected I something think, a bit stronger. No. So, so, so the movie came out earlier this year and I remember seeing the trailer and I was like, for a movie called The Boogeyman, it doesn't look awful. Because you'd expect <laughs> something called The Boogeyman to That's be just true, bottom yeah. of the barrel, like straight to DVD garbage. See it on Tubi. <laughs> yeah, you'd think it'd be a Tubi movie. But this had hey, some... Hey, we've reviewed some very good movies that have been on Tubi. Oh, no, no. <laughs> but, you, you know, you but know. It's, it's yeah. a grab bag. It's like different... the old, old yeah. OG yeah. Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's a like a, bag. Yeah. yeah, I'm talking about like Poultry <laughs> Geist or something like just so, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. trashy, low budget. Poultry Geist, is that like a haunted That's a real thing, yeah. You mean like those bong movies? Yeah, the haunted bong movies. <laughs> seven of them, eight of them, yeah. or nine of them, whatever. But um, you'd think, oh, it's the boogeyman. But it's like you can see they've got a bit of a budget, and it's like it looked kind of yeah. nice. And we're like, maybe if we have time, we'll see it because we all like seeing horror movies. But we didn't have time to see it. But now it's on Disney Plus, which is cool. So 
Yeah, I think I think it looked nice enough, sounded nice enough. Um, again, it has that problem with a lot of modern movies that we always complain about, where just it's too dark in some scenes, and it's just like it's not scary because it's so dark you can't even see what's going on or where people are or what where you are in the space and. Mm. They need to, like, we always talk about how older movies are better, how you can just, it's dark, but you can, yeah. you, know, you know what's going on. You can see what's I going on. I think that, they again, they would have um, had a good opportunity if they had played with that element of it. It's like, you can kind of see it in the dark, maybe a little bit of practical, well, it's so dark. So, this is, this is my biggest problem with the movie, which anyone who listened to more, more than one episode in this show knows. <laughs> I hate CGI, and this movie would have been so much better if it was exactly the same but the monster was practical and not CGI garbage. Yeah, exactly. Because there are a couple moments in this movie where it looks like PS2 graphics. It's the CG The CG's rough. And I'm just... Like, the opening scene with the baby, I was like, oh, this is really nice. And then the CGI hand comes, I'm like, I'm... Uh, no. Yeah. And then the movie... You know, the rest of the movie is fine. I like the actors in it. Sophie Thatcher from Yellow Jackets is in it. Uh, David Desmalkian, our boy David Desmalkian's in it. Not for long enough. Um, spoiler alert. No, I didn't say what happens to him. <laughs> he goes on a long trip with his family and has a great time, but we don't see him much in the movie That's after it. that. He just sleeps. Yeah. Um, also, major points for the little girl, like eating a bowl of shredded cheese. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite part of the movie. But yeah, overall, she, the little girl does well. She's, she's good. A yeah. Good actress. I, I liked the, the her moon uh, the nightlight. Vamp. Yeah. And the fact that it's a ball so she can roll it into dark places. Also, I like but, that. Uh, also, a little picky there. If she's already scared of something under the bed. Why would she pick? There's no way she would There's peak. no way she would have picked under yeah, the bed and yeah. then roll a nightlight down to yeah, see yeah. if the demon is going to get her or not. And then it's crappy CGI face. That isn't yeah. scary, yeah. <laughs> I did like, at the end, I did like the design of the monster with the hands, but I didn't like the... Execution. Uh, the execution with the digital Yeah, effect. the CG was particularly... Yeah. I like that she's got the Christmas lights on it. Like, the, yeah, there are moments of the movie that I enjoyed. But, yeah, it's based on a Stephen King short story, but I, f- I think the short story is, like, only a few pages, and basically they just made up the rest of the movie. That and would make a lot of basic, sense because... Oh, the Hobbit it, treatment. Yeah, I, I think... Not really, because the Hobbit <laughs> was a fool, yeah, yeah. I think that... Because it, it feels like they've taken... What we, we talked about before a little bit, you take a generic horror movie and they've just kind of put some Stephen King in. Not, it. Yeah, it's not that. It's just they took his general idea, used his name to sell the movie, yeah. but then just, just stretched yeah, that like, idea out for 90 minutes. It's not awful or it's anything. It's not an awful movie, but if... if it's just... Yeah. You know, I've seen it a standard. million times. Yeah. yeah. You've seen, if you've seen most kind of supernatural monster horror movies, you've seen this one. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's not worth watching at all, but yeah, it's nothing particularly new. I think... I do think that... Yeah, I mean the practical element. Like I said, they need to work on that, and the the, the sort of digital cinematography um, darkness aspect. They have to work on that. But also, I just like I feel like I've seen, you know, the monster who preys on fear, and that even Stephen King has done that before. It's like part of his. And yeah, I, they didn't do anything new with it. Mm. And also the fact that the monster ends up just being a monster. I think if you're playing with the whole kind of fear element of it, go watch Smile instead. 
Because that's Smile a, is a more fun, crazy. But that's movie. also a monster that kind of feeds on trauma, trauma yeah, and fear. Yeah. You could also like, go watch no, the OG that, it. Yeah, yeah, like, it, but yeah, that's what exactly, I'm saying. It's a yeah. Stephen King thing. He did that. That I think it was a book, and then they made it into a HBO show, The Outsider, and that's like about a creature that oh, like yeah. feeds on fear and like you know yeah, yeah, moves yeah. moves from family to family and causing trauma and whatever, and then it feeds off that. So the idea of that and the boogeyman of the monster that feeds on it's like that's not new. But I feel like they didn't. It it's just like because the monster is just a monster at the end of the day he's like a creature that you can is physically it makes it less scary and I know it's a monster movie and they want to defeat the monster at the end but I was like it it's more scary when there's a thing you can't fight with you know yeah, yeah. but that that's that's also not what this movie was this movie is like more of a I won't call it. I guess it's safe. Like it's kind of a teen. It's safe, yeah. It's 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 kid, like yeah. not not a kids movie, but you know, younger younger teens could watch it's this a, movie yeah, and be like, oh, scary, and and it's not. It's really. one that's not going to traumatize anyone watching yeah. at home. Yeah, <laughs> like it. It's it has a little. It has a couple of scares, but it's safe. Yeah, it's Disney Plus appropriate. You know, it's like you know, yeah, it's no terrifier. <laughs> yeah, it's no terrifier. <laughs> it's no terrifier. Now, yeah, that's that's a boogeyman movie that yeah you <laughs> yeah, don't want hair on your chest. <laughs> 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 uh, well, look, that's all I had for like horror movies. I guess recently we talked about some last week. Uh, we yeah we talked about uh, a few last week. Yeah. I've got heaps. So Callum, do you wanna do you wanna? Um, I watched uh, the Tenant by Roman Polanski. Um, it was fine. It was it was billed as a horror movie online, so I watched it. I'm like, that's appropriate. But in reality, uh, I guess it could have been considered a horror movie at the time, though not really. It's like a psychological thriller. Uh, I guess, yeah. Sometimes it, psychological thrillers, they border on the horror movie. Yeah. The, the lines well, there's no. Yeah. Well, this one's more of like a paranoid... It's very schizophrenic, very paranoid feeling. You don't know who which characters... Like, I don't want to spoil it. Um, but it's this interesting... Uh, movie because it has an unreliable narrator but mm. you only realize the the narrator's unreliable halfway through okay um but it's it's like very claustrophobic because apparently uh he was going through a, f- a phase in his career where he wanted to make movies about like neighbors and, and yeah he did that living. movie cul-de-sac that's yeah. very contained um, and so and uh that rosemary's baby or whatever they form like mm. this loose trilogy of uh claustrophobic films like mm. you can't escape your neighbors kind of thing um, it was okay. Um, the twist I saw coming cause mm. it's, it's, you know, in 2023, I've already seen all these movies, you know what I mean? Yeah. But when, I, when did it come out? 70s? 70 something. Yeah. I'll look it up. I think, I think it's after okay. Chinatown. Okay. Um, so it could have even been early eighties. I don't know. Um, but anyway, you know, I guess at the time, uh, 1976. Audi- oh, there you okay. go. Uh, audiences have, you know, probably could have been pretty shocked by some of the stuff you see. Maybe some of the interesting editing. You know what I mean? Like it, it's a, mm. it's a good film. Plenty, not a good man, good filmmaker. Correct. Mm. Um, That's all we have to say about that. Yeah. Moving good, on. Good <laughs> um, I watched uh, In the Earth, which was a movie I'd never heard of before. I picked it up for ten dollars. Yeah, um, you were telling me about a it. Brit- a British horror movie. The, um. Synopsis on the back says that there's some been some global uh, virus outbreak on the Earth, and I'm like, cool, well, I'm gonna buy it. So give me some of that um, uh, 21 days later stuff, you know. But it's not that at all. 28 days later. 20, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, 28 
28 Days Later still kills me because I want to watch it on Blu-ray and the picture quality. I know it's just it shot that on way. DV, yeah, video. Because it blows up on the TV. Yeah. And, yeah. <sighs> still um, great movie, though. Great movie, but it's a bit difficult to watch. <laughs> and they said they were going to make a third one, which they've been saying that for a long time, we'll but see. apparently now it's actually happening. Oh, we'll see. Um, as long as, look, as long as Danny Boyle is involved. As long as that, and it's like not CGI garbage. You don't need it to be for that franchise, anyway. Yeah, but everything we always say they don't need it, and then it ends AI up zombies. Right? Yeah. I think the, I think yeah. the problem um, with twenty eight days or the twenty eight series is that the scope is big. Yeah, and especially it's in like, the second one when the scope gets even bigger. Yeah, and then if they increase the scope again, it's just there's going to be that conversation. Like, um, uh, what was that Brad Pitt? Yeah, what was it? Yeah, there's going to be that. It's just CGI. There's going to be that conversation where Danny Boyle's like, "I need ten thousand extras, please." And they're going to be like, no, nah, you just yeah. get one dude and some AI. It'll be fine. Yeah, copy paste the yeah. one guy. Yeah. Um, Again, like the Hobbit. <laughs> so, it, <laughs> yeah. so, in the Earth um, is about... Uh, again, I say about because the blurb has almost a different story than the movie itself. Uh, about these people trying to find a cure for this virus. Mm. But the virus is barely mentioned and you don't know they're looking for a cure until like three quarters of the way through the film. But the virus isn't name dropped really... It's just these people go looking for someone in a forest in England somewhere mm. and then mysterious things happen in the forest. Might be to do with like um, mushrooms, you know, having a sentience and all manner of weird stuff going on. Mm. And there's like an, a murderer in the forest as well. And it's like, again, again, listed as a horror film, I wouldn't personally label it that. It's more of a, mm. again, like a psychological thriller because there's the, um, you know, am I being impacted by the drugs of the forest or is this happening, you know. For real, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it's it's interesting. I enjoyed it, but again, not what it was billed. Mm. Billed as to me. Um, and yeah, uh, I do want to say, I normally I wouldn't do this on the show, um, but there's a movie I am going to watch that I'm interested in, mm. uh, which is apparently very good. A um, horror movie? Yeah, a horror movie. Uh, I might watch it uh, tonight or tomorrow. Well, tonight's the night. Yeah, it's called When Evil Lurks. Ooh, what, is that the a, Shudder one you were talking about? Yeah, it's a brand new one, and it's getting pretty good reviews. Um, it just came out. It's an Argentinian horror movie about a town in which a devil might be born, and everyone's trying to leave because like, the devil's going to be born in this town or whatever, so they try to escape. But is it too late? Hmm. And apparently it's kind of gory, kind of scary, kind of interesting. But I'm I don't think I've heard of it. Did it come out this year? Yes, it's new. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to check that one out. Mm. Um, so, it should be on well, Paramount. If, for, uh, if I don't have Prime. time to watch it tonight, I'm probably not going to watch it because November oh, I'm yeah. going to detox from horror movies. <laughs> 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 also, Alan Wake 2 just came out. So, yeah. November is just playing Alan Wake 2 yeah. and watching a couple other movies. But um, so you got to detox in time just to watch Christmas movies for December. <laughs> that's the thing. I have to, November is all Alan Wake and then yeah. December is like, now I have to watch Christmas movies. <laughs> Um, Get your Hallmark subscription ready, boys. Yeah. There's a whole bunch Netflix, of Peacock, I think. romantic yeah. comedies. Yeah. The mum movies. My, prince, my princess with we, Christmas. Uh, we recently were able to get Peacock and our mum was like, oh, the Christmas movies are oh, here. Oh, crappy yeah, yeah. rom-com. Yeah. But I'm like, well, you're overseas for December, so can't watch Peacock. <laughs> she can watch the BBC version of the crappy yeah. Christmas romantic comedies. But yeah, uh, that's about all I've got, unfortunately. I haven't got around to... Unfortunately, the stack is a harsh mistress, as you know. Callum has Just been... wait until he gets... Is Zatoichi the Blind Swordsman movies? <laughs> yeah, and the, and the James Bond you know 26. What? You know what, though? Yeah. 
That's not on the bookcase. Doesn't count. <laughs> I'm going to put it on the put bookcase. Put it on the bookcase. <laughs> Once it's on there, you can't take That's it off. It. And the James Bond films, of course. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, but again, the stack is a harsh mistress. I'm halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> McCallum's been going through. He's very religious about going through the Blu-rays on the shelf. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But actually, something... What's on your stack? Let us know. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. Do you have a stack? Is it yeah. weird to have a stack? What's your, yeah, I guess. What's hmm. on your watch list? What's on your watch list? Yeah, well, <laughs> everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but uh, Callum was saying, he, he said the word paranoid before, and it made me just remember something about Scream 5 and 6. Is One thing I like about 5 and 6 is that all the characters are really paranoid, thinking that all their friends are the killer, and they're all like yeah. accusing each other and not trusting each other, and they're like, where were you? And they're like, I'm not going near you. And it's like, you can't be involved in this because... And I like that. It's like more so than the other Scream movies. Um, it's more of that, like playing... They're playing against each other because they're not sure if one of them mm. is the killer. So, yeah, I like that aspect of the new movies. One thing I just remembered as well is one of the reasons I think the first movie is still the best, not only is that end sequence so crazy... But, like, when people are bleeding, it's like they're bleeding. And, like, they start to get woozy and start to slip in their own blood. And there's, like, blood everywhere. And as the movies go on, even though they're still gory and bloody, even in the fight, fifth and sixth movie, it's just, like, people get stabbed and there's a bit of blood and then everyone's fine. I, that's one and, thing that I also noted when we are watching it and I disliked yeah. to an extent is the fact that it's, like... Getting stabbed in the screen movies isn't yeah. a leaf. It, it's what happens and, around you being stabbed. I feel like I feel like decide your fate. I feel like in the original movies, even though people would survive crazy things, there was still like an element of like getting really badly wounded. Yeah. Whereas the new movies is just like. People nearly die in Scream Six, and, and then, then just like, get up, and then and like twenty fine. minutes later, they're like, "I'm here to save I'm the fight. day." Yeah, yeah, they're just they're fighting, and it's like. I know, again, I know they're, they're set in this universe where it's just like there is a, a level of suspension of disbelief where yeah. you're like, oh. But that that is a but, criticism. Yeah, I a feel valid like. criticism. Yeah, I feel like the groundedness of the original, um, you know, there's no supernatural element. And when they do introduce a certain supernatural element in five and six, I didn't like that. <laughs> The visions of her father. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. not... It wasn't... I, I think it not only... It was a psychological reflection. Yeah, but, but also it's like it wasn't necessary. Just no. the... just the v- No force ghosts. Yeah. Um, unless you're making a commentary on Star Wars. Well, the fact that it is a Force <laughs> Awakens kind of <laughs> meta commentary. But uh, yeah, it's like... I'm just kind of like... It's not... It's not necessary. And so they shouldn't have done it because it's... Just her, just her relation to that character is yeah. enough. They yeah. don't need to literally have the force ghost. <laughs> it's just embarrassing. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, what else you got for us, James? What other horror right, movies? All right. So watching? Oh, notable horror movies you've been watching. Everyone, strap yourselves in. Not only did I watch all the Scream movies, but the 4K of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out. And so did the 4K of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. So I had those and I was like, well, if I'm going to watch those, I might as well just go through the whole Texas Chainsaw series and watch all of them. Cause this is I've the only t- seen the first two. This is the time to do it. No, you watched the uh, Netflix you, one, didn't I was you? Like, do you count the reboots and the Netflix All of them. Entry? All the remakes. I've watched oh. all of them. Oh. All nine movies. 
okay. in all continuities. So yeah, the last few days has been crazy because I've just been binging mostly Texas Chainsaw movies <laughs> you and, poor guy. and other horror movies. So the first one... No wonder you walked in here with that crazy look in your eyes. The, oh, the first yeah. one's the best. Yeah. First one, hands down, one of the greatest horror movies of all time. We like, watched it. I remember we've told this story before. We watched yeah. it together on the projector back yeah. in the, the old few ghetto years projector. Ago. Yeah. yeah, a few years ago, watching intense, at your place. Yeah. And the first half of the movie is just them making fun of the disabled guy. And we're like, what is the big deal? And then, bam, bam, <laughs> hits the ground running and screaming. And we were like... Oh my god! That's and in it's the forest. Non-stop. Is still with me. Yeah, yeah. And nuts. just like with the climax of Scream, is like it's just non-stop screaming and crazy people running and killing, and it's just awesome. Um, yeah, and like like with Scream again, everything that's been said about it has been yeah. said, so I don't need to go over it. But the 4K, I got the limited edition second sight edition because I had to, um, which is really nice? nice. Yeah, it's got a nice kind of hard. Um, hard box and uh, it's got a little hardcover book with essays and stuff. Comes in a it. little chainsaw. No, but it did did have art cards. Um, but what's uh, the picture like of the film? Is it restored? Rest- yes, and it looks phenomenal because it was shot on sixteen millimeter, which obviously doesn't hold as much information as yeah. But sixteen mil can still do four K. Yeah, right? and is generally just m- a lot more grainy, which yeah. uh, actually helps a movie like Texas Chainsaw, but. The restoration work they did was phenomenal. It looks incredible. Like, I cannot, yeah, you know, just cannot describe how good they they did with that movie. Um, yeah, and watching it again, it's just such a good horror movie. Like, I, it's yeah. got to be top five horror movies, top seven horror movies of yeah, all time. It would have to be. It's just like so atmospheric and unsettling. Yeah. And the fact that... It's that hole in the middle of nowhere. It's yeah. like you're not safe. But the yeah. fact that, and this has been talked about a lot, um, you know, this is nothing new, but the fact that there's not actually that much blood or gore, yeah. like it's very, yeah. very tame yeah, it's, it's because it terrorizes it's, yeah, people because it's, it's so it's the, so vicious the movie yeah, and it's isn't so, about violence or gore it's about terror yeah, yeah exactly it's the most terrifying movie and it's the best <laughs> use of cinema to be terrifying without just because it doesn't like, feel it's safe a, it's a no, movie that's it's, it's dangerous a movie, yeah it's a movie that's rated r and it has that doesn't have that much violence in yeah it. but that that's the thing it's is it's so like dangerous. it's because yeah. just the atmosphere is threatening yeah. there's just everything is threatening yeah. and the whole the whole thing is uh, it's oppressive yeah. yeah yeah and like the fact that it was shot in texas like and it was extremely hot when they were shooting and it was super low budget and you can just tell how just hot and miserable and disgusting everything is and then it's just, you know, it just builds up, builds up, builds up. And there's just a, this tense yeah. feeling. And it's got this really weird, unconventional score. Like, it's not just a normal scary movie score. It's these weird industrial sounds. Um, and it's got this... It looks really good for, a, like, a low-budget movie shot on 16mm. Um, I think it was Toby Hooper's yeah. first movie. Um, it looks really good, too. Cinematography is fantastic. And then once, like, Leatherface kills that guy, he hits him, on the head, hits him on the head, and he's just convulsing, and then he slams that. Yeah. Um, and oh. there's no jump scare sound. There's no, 
sting, like yeah, a musical that's, sting that's or the thing sound effect. About, like the violence is minimal. Like he gets hit on the head with a hammer, right? And she drops. Happens, but yeah, it's like, it's like yeah. that kind of violence happens sometimes in slapstick movies. Like, ha, ha. Yeah, no, like but, he gets hit yeah, and, and then he drops. There's no and then blood. There's a, and yeah, you said, but he's convulsed. But convulsed is terrific. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, and then Leatherface, and Leatherface, the image of Leatherface is terrifying. yeah. But it's not like they do a close up and go, like there's no. It's not over. It's not going to scare you in a yeah, sort yeah, yeah. of a, ma- a manufactured to, yeah. way, artificial way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he slams that metal door, and I remember seeing it for the first time, just going like putting my hand yeah, in there, going yeah. like, "What the?" Yeah. And from there, it's just nonstop. Yeah. And he like puts the girl on the hook, and she's screaming, and he's cutting the guy's head off, and you don't actually see. Yeah. Him cut off the guy's yeah. head. But the fact that she's hanging on the meat hook and he's <laughs> yeah. like, there's this guy in this weird skin mask, like sawing off this guy's head, even though you don't see anything, it's just terrifying. Yeah. And it just keeps going, going. And then, like Callum was saying, like, he's chasing Sally and her brother, like, through the. Yeah. He's like a hulking, the, yeah, hulking yeah, presence. And there's all the, the foliage. The, yeah, the branches scratching. Yeah. It, and they're like, they're really scratching it because they were just running around in the middle of the night in, in Texas doing that. And it just keeps going and Ugh, going. And yuck. and then the and dinner. he's like hulking presence. Yeah. Behind. yeah. He's and so he's much just, bigger than yeah. her in the frame. Yeah. And, and then it's making my skin the, crawl dinner, yeah, the, the dinner sequence, which is, you know, one of the most legendary sequences of all time. Again, not really any blood or gore. Like, it's just... Shot. It's obscene, James. It's, yeah. That's what it is. It's shot and it's shot in such an with the grandfather. Yeah, it's obscene. It's it's, it's shot in such a like experimental way and it's edited in such a. No, imagine the being, editing is yeah. violent. Yeah, the, imagine yeah. being on the Mothers Association for this film. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, the, it's just. This is one of those movies where they walk in, they watch a movie, and then the just response is, "Y'all need Jesus." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it gets a, it gets a not rated a movie, because you need Jesus. It's a movie that's <laughs> like you need to take a shower after yeah. watching it because even yeah. though it's a great movie, you're like, I just watched a snuff movie. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, even though there's like yeah. no real graphic no, violence. Yeah. You're like, I just watched people get murdered for real. I yeah. feel like I. it's like if I smoked, I would need a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to you know, relax. No, on the other hand, to, yeah. you will watch two for the first yeah. time. So, what? So okay. So, the, the first one came out in 1974. And, it, you know, I instantly became an I- iconic, you know, Leatherface became an iconic um, slasher villain, horror villain. Um, you know, the movie was, you know... S- super well known changed the world yeah change and it changed the slasher genre and and the american horror landscape then like 13 years goes by and finally toby hooper the director of the original he, he makes a second one texas chainsaw massacre 2 which came out in 1986 and he decided to because like callum was saying the the kind of the dinner sequence in the first movie, it's what word did you use it? Not absurd, obscene, obscene, yeah, yeah, it's absurd, it's absurd, it's obscene, but it's also absurd, like, yeah. it's so crazy and over the top, but it's 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 so terrifying. And there is a dark humor to it, yeah, but at no point are you laughing, laughing or yeah. even the smiling. Blackest of black, yeah, you're humor. like, this yeah. is so insane. That it's a bit funny, but I'm really scared and I'm yeah. not laughing. The oppressiveness will not let you yeah. laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Almost the humor makes it more oppressive. Am I supposed to be laughing at yeah. what's on it's the screen? Yeah, it's just like, is this silly? <laughs> oh my God, what are they doing? Yeah. 
So <laughs> flash forward to the 80s and Toby Hooper was like, no one appreciated the black humor in the first one. I'm just going to make a black comedy as the sequel. Yeah. And I don't think he even understood his... Can I just say, though, the gift that that movie brings the world, for me, will always be... The, the, um, the chainsaw the battle the chainsaw over the head. No, no, no. When he does this, oh yeah, yeah. With the, it's it's hilarious. Yeah, it's such yeah. a physical comedy moment from Leatherface. Yeah. You know, so the, the king of physical comedy. The, the the second yeah. So the second one, like it's more just straight goofy. Like that. So it's they, a Deathstalker, the Deathstalker two situation. Because I've never almost, seen the second one. Almost. It, 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 it's more yeah. It's just like. Let me put it this way. One of the subplots of the film is the what's the family surname. Hardesty. Um, they win a chili competition, but they're not oh, going to tell... Oh, you mean the evil family? Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. Sawyers. The Sawyers. Yeah, but they're not going to tell people what's in the chili, Nathan. Yeah, this, okay. it's all about the meat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but- yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the second movie, even though it takes place after all this time, like the family is all back and even uh, the hitchhiker who got killed in the first movie, now he's gone, but now he's apparently got a brother or something now who's called Chop Top. And it's just like... It's more cartoonish. Yeah. Um, the they've got a. It's not a big budget movie, but it seems to be a bit bigger budget and more polished than the original was, and it it just it loses all of the horror and atmosphere of the first one. Yeah. And I've always heard about this movie. Oh, the second one's really silly, but Toby Hooper he deliberately made a comedy. Whatever, it's still funny. Dennis Hopper's in it, who we love, and it's <laughs> yeah. like. I felt like I would even enjoy it because I like crazy, dumb, silly yeah. movies. And even though it's nothing like the first one, I was like, oh, I'm going to enjoy this. And I bought the 4K that came out um, and I was really disappointed because it's mostly just boring, which I was really surprised. And also, it's not funny or crazy enough for you... For for an audience member to be like, oh, wow, this is so crazy. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Isn't this dumb? Yeah. Even, the, even the chainsaw battle at the climax is weighed down yeah. by the rest of the stuff going on in the scene. Yeah, and it's not it's not really nothing. There are moments played for laughs, but there's nothing so crazy or... Yeah. I, I guess maybe there were moments where they thought was really funny, but I'm watching it and just not crickets. even cracking a yeah. smile. Yeah, cricket. Um. And I just thought, mainly it's just boring. Like, Dennis Hopper's character, he, like, he's phoning, he's, Dennis Hopper's phoning it in, phoning it in, in, phoning it in, um, and his character, like, disappears for a long time, and then, and you, yeah, it was just, I was, I was just kind of like, I wasn't baffled by the comedic aspect, I was just baffled at how I expected it to be more crazy and more, like over it loses the a lot of what yeah. made the original great, obviously. Yeah, it loses everything that made the yeah. original great. And then it's like, oh, we're going to make a dumb comedy, but also it's not really that fun or funny. And there's a lot of just boring, dull moments. That's disappointing. And the yeah. cl- the climactic kind of end fight with the chainsaw fight is like, it's not that great. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, I was disappointed. And then I was just kind of like, well... Might as well watch all the other ones. I know they're <laughs> going to be terrible. How bad can it get? So then, <laughs> then there was Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three, which came you out. Know in what? Maybe hold that thought. We'll okay. go to a very quick break <laughs> before we come back and wade into some murky waters. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. <laughs> you are back on the Tuesday review for our 
spooktacular episode, Halloween special. Yes. Uh, James is regaling us with tales of uh, the, the Texas, Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre. Massacre series. You know, he's taken a bullet for us. <laughs> <laughs> so I, we don't have what, to go back and watch who, some of these who's, more. Who's that yeah. YouTube reviewer, I watch it so you don't have to? <laughs> yeah. Is it... Is it Nostalgia Critic? Something it's like that. It's one of those yeah, guys. Yeah. It's like, I'll watch it so you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, after Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 comes out, even though there was this huge gap between the first one and the second one, now this kind of revitalizes, you know, Leatherface and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. And now they start more consistently, slightly more consistently putting movies out. Um, so the next one is Leatherface Texas, Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, which came out in 1990. And this one's like a real kind of low budget, um, sort of semi, again, like we were talking about before with Scream, most horror movies is just like the same movie over and over again. Again, like they kind of just remake two with elements of the first one, you know, except now it's a different family, but Leatherface is still there. And it's like, well, it doesn't really make sense, but it's kind of interesting because you're like, oh, it's just like he's with a different family every movie. And it's like the continuity doesn't matter. It's just yeah. just a slasher yeah. movie. It's just fun to see Every him. family has one of those boys. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. It's just fun to see him murder people with a chainsaw. Like it's not about the characters or the continuity. So, and this one's interesting because it's got a young sort of, sort of earlier performance from Viggo Mortensen. Oh, wow. Um <laughs> And he's one of the crazy family members. He's great. He's fun to watch. And it's also interesting because, like, they add, like, an old like an old uh, woman sort of matriarch yeah. to the crazy family and a little girl, like, crazy cannibal, like, this crazy cannibal family. So, it's not, it's not just copying the first and second movie's family again. Yeah. Um, which I think in one way is interesting because it's just, like, Different dynamic. It's every like, movie. oh, it's yeah. just it's this it's a crazy family again, but they're not using the same. Yeah. And it's like the con, like I said, the continuity doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, it's nothing special. Like has a couple of fun moments. Uh, yeah, but it just after the first one, they lose that terrifying kind of oppressive. Think they get film. The filmmaking is just not as good. I think people get caught up in the kills aspect of it, right? I think that's, it was slashers, that's a, that's It's the same it. with like Halloween. The original Halloween's not that bloody or gory. No, no I would no, say no. it's about atmosphere and yeah. tension. And the, as the movies go on, there's like more gore the and zeit- more about the kills. Yeah, the zeitgeist yeah. of the horror slasher kind of killer movies mm. definitely became about the body counts and the kills. Yeah. When, as you said, Halloween, it's not really about that. The first movie, mm. and it's the same with the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. You don't really see the kills. It's not really about that yeah. aspect and of it. Every every you know subsequent movie, they have to up the body yeah. count. So and it just becomes yeah. they lose and what's like Friday uh, 13th, special about the yeah, first. Friday the Thirteenth, like Jason has to get more crazy, more yeah. powerful, and more you know exactly. So yeah, so the third one is like definitely like okay, now they're just generic slasher movies that they're churning out. Um, one thing I don't like about two and three is that Leatherface doesn't act like Leatherface. Leatherface in the original movie, and one of the reasons he's terrifying is that he's a child, 
like in a man's body, like with some anger issues. Yeah, like he <laughs> he is mentally yeah, uh, you know, disabled or whatever the. Well, the whole thing is, he's like he's got a family of kind of cannibals yeah. with suspicious relationships. Yeah, and kind of you and know, and so yeah, that- he's from this awful family that abuses him. He's also like has the mental capacity of a child, but he has this giant. Frame, frame. You know, he's this big guy, and strong knows, guy. And he knows how to work a chainsaw. Yeah, and w- what's terrifying is that when people come into his house, he's scared, and so he kills them. Yeah. And he's he's also, I guess, the one in the family who prepares the meat because he's like puts them straight in the freezer and's like cutting them up. He's like, this is what, like, he's not going out and killing people like Jason Voorhees or whatever. Like, yeah. he's not that. Whereas two, they start to make him more of an actual killer going out with his brother. And, and by the third one, he's just more aggressive. He's actually an actual killer. Um, third one's dumb fun. It's cheap, but it's not really worth mm. watching. Now, the fourth one, 1995, The Return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre a.k.a. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. Ah, <laughs> that's what I know about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, this movie comes out in 95, so five years later again. And again, it's basically like a remake of 2 and 3. It's like a different family again, different characters again, but Leatherface is there now again still. And, you know, they become more generic slasher movies. Now, this one has a 3.3 rating out of 10 rating on IMDb. It's got to be one of the lowest... Rating. Does it deserve that low rating? I enjoyed this more than two and three. And that is insane <laughs> because it's not good, but I'm watching it. The first half is garbage. The first half of the fourth movie is just like nothing going on. It's the typical teenagers get lost in the woods and they're wandering around and it's so boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then... <laughs> you see that? That's yeah. Funny. Then shit hits the fan and... It starts to get crazy and crazier. It's, it has Matthew one, McConaughey yes, in it. <laughs> one of the one of the reasons it's so fun to watch. Renee Zellweger. Yes, is that Renee Zellweger is the final girl before she was famous, and Matthew McConaughey is one of the crazy family members. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, before he was famous, so it's kind of like so. It's so fun to watch Matthew McConaughey just turning it up to eleven, chewing scenery in every scene, just. Just, you can tell he's yeah. like doing, like going for it. Um, and it's it's weird and it's dumb and it doesn't make sense. And there's like this weird, Matthew McConaughey's character has this weird leg brace thing that's like electronically uh, gener- like activate. And it's just like so dumb and unnecessary. Um, Amazing. And again, they tried to recreate aspects from the previous movies, like the dinner scene and so on. And it none of it works, and it's kind of cheap and low budget, but it's just so crazy and ambitious. And then there's this whole kind of, I wouldn't call it a subplot, there's this other thing of like, there's a sort of secret society that is potentially funding this family because they want to cause chaos and pain. And I'm like, what the hell is this? This is I insane. I think I need to rewatch this series. Yeah. And then it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Also, th- what I like <laughs> about this one, though, is Leather- Leatherface acts like Leatherface again in this one. They kind of realize that he's like sort of, he's like kind of afraid and his family abuses him. Um, And so, yeah, that, I like that they brought that aspect back, back to it. But um, 
it's just so weird. It's it's just such a weird movie that I kind of enjoyed it more Good. than the two and three, just because I was like scratching my head, being like, "What are they doing? Why are they doing this?" And I kind of liked aspects of it for that it's not good yeah but i was kind of like oh it's just so crazy yeah yeah Yeah. so then that kind of kills the franchise for a bit then in 2003 they remake the the original texas chainsaw massacre so this is the texas chainsaw massacre remake i don't remember but i think i might have seen this when i was younger i certainly have it came out in 2003 which is like prime like I was like 12 and it's like it's the perfect time for like you start hearing about horror movies you start watching horror movies you know you go to Blockbuster and you see the scary cover and you and your parents have to be there to rent it for you because you're not allowed to watch it because the ratings do it (laughs) whatever Um, and you kids at school start telling you about all these crazy horror movies so I think I may have seen it when I was younger but I don't remember it well enough to say if I saw the whole thing maybe I only saw part of it um I rewatched this one and automatically when it started, I do remember the aspect of, because there's this kind of found footage aspect at the beginning of like police tape. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, police yeah, I remember. Tape, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, rem- I know it. Yeah, and yeah. I remember a kid in school telling me that it was based on a true story. So all I <laughs> that's been that's been a Texas which Chainsaw is, Massacre yeah, thing the whole yeah, yeah which they they do in the first movie with the the opening scroll and they do in the other yeah. movies but this is, I remember then it, it like came to me I was like when I was in oh, primary I didn't school sleep for a week <laughs> yeah when I was in primary school I was like it's actually based on a true story because the police has footage of it and there's like and it's like, obviously it's not and they put yeah, that in yeah, the movie yeah. it's all fake but I remember I do I, that to scare the kids yeah and I remember watching that scene I'm like oh cool you know. Good times, <laughs> grade <laughs> grade six. <laughs> um, but this, the remake is fine. It's a much more conventional horror movie than the original. You know, it's not as well shot. It's not as oppressive in its atmosphere or scary. The score is more conventional horror movie. It's got a more conventional sort of, you know, slasher kind yeah. of progression. Um, but it's enjoyable, and I think one of the reasons it's enjoyable is it's not a straight shot-for-shot remake of the original, so that's good. Um, Ali Ermi, as the sort of patriarch of the crazy family, he's really great. He's really fun to watch choose scenery. Um, And there's some good sort of horror moments. But it does have that early 2000s kind of quick cut, kind of too many close-ups and kind of like they're trying to be too energetic and it loses a lot of the the horror. Um, and the score isn't great, and it's kind of grey and dull looking. And yeah, 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 um, it is. But I enjoyed it. And it's like it's not an awful movie. Then they made a prequel to that one because of the way it ends. They're like, I don't know if we can do a sequel, so they had to do a prequel, which is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Beginning. Which is came that out the one that starts at the meat factory? Yes. Yeah. So this is this takes place a few years before the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, and shows kind of how the family kind of started becoming cannibals and, and Leatherface became Leatherface. And like all prequels, it's unnecessary. And it's clearly it was just a cash grab so they could keep the rights and make a few more bucks. Um, it's not it's not awful, but it's just like... Yeah. The remake is more enjoyable and this one is just like more of the same except they're like... 
this is how Leatherface made his leather, his skin mask kind of thing. It's he suits like, up oh. like Ali G. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Actually, it's funny because it's like you see where he gets the chainsaw from. It's like, okay, thank you, Hunt, <laughs> Solo, the, the Star Wars yeah. story. Like, oh, you have to show how he, you know, and you show how they started eating people. It's like, no. What's scary about the first one is like these people are just crazy and they've been like this forever <laughs> yeah. like and Leatherface grew up it's like kind of this that whole way. Appalachian kind of like sort mountain of, men yeah remote but living turned up yeah. to yeah it's crazy like extreme people, yeah. yeah they have their own little weird traditions yeah. and they keep themselves so then that movie came out I assume it didn't do super well or whatever because then they didn't make another one until it's Chainsaw 3D in 2013 mm. now this movie okay. is pretty rough. It's pretty, I can imagine. Yeah. You, now, was Any this, movie was this called filmed, 3D? <laughs> was, it, was this filmed in 3D? Yeah. Okay. Now, did you do this movie justice by getting your 3D glasses out and watching it on of a 3D playable? <laughs> no one has a 3D player or a 3D what, TV. What we had watching? a 3D TV at one point. But you, well, so you don't appreciate the chainsaw coming out of the screen? They're, they're, <laughs> they're, and those moments, there's like two of those moments and the rest of the movie, it's like what? just normal. We went to the cinemas not that long ago and saw a movie that was in 3D. Was it a Marvel movie? A Marvel movie. movie. It was, was oh, yeah, Shang-Chi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm we just like, like the whole time, I'm like, something feels off about this yeah, movie. And it turns out it was, made in, it was rotoscope for 3D for the yeah. Chinese market or something. I don't know, we were confused because they don't play yeah, movies yeah. in 3D anymore, and we were like, "There must be an Asian market where that." Yeah, I think still it, do. there's a massive 3D market in. I think it was for China. If I remember correctly, it was like made that they put the 3D in for the Chinese market. I don't remember. Yeah. So the whole movie looks weird on yeah. 2D screens. But it's like uh, you you, you watch like Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, I think it was, which is like the 3D one where there's like stuff coming out of the screen, and because it's like a early 80s movie or whatever it's just like it's practical and and this movie is a low budget 2013 i'm not sure if it even got a theatrical it must have got a theatrical release it was 3d but it feels very straight to dvd yeah, yeah, yeah. it feels very low budget and i'm like watching it and being like man it looks so bad like they shot it on a camcorder and then i realized one of the reasons it does look so bad is because they were shooting it for 3d so everything's brightly lit and it looks kind oh. of soap opera, soap opera. Yeah, yes. yeah, of course. And I'm like, oh, they they did themselves a disservice by putting in the 3D gimmick because that would have been right on time for the 3D kind of boom, yeah, boom. Yeah, and they were trying to cash in on it. So and they, around the years around Avatar and they probably even got the Avengers came out in 3D. Yeah, they probably got the rights to this and they were like, it was. I think it's just a small studio. Like it wasn't. It's not a big budget yeah. thing, and you can tell it's very rough. And they also they're doing a thing where they ignore all the other sequels they ignore the remakes and it's like a technically a sequel to the first movie um but it's so low budget that they can't really recreate the 70s well enough but there are flashback scenes where people are wearing bad wigs and (laughs) you know have all these like fake guns and it's like very yeah it's kind of but then there are a couple of moments where it's like oh that's cool like there's a bit where the character's trying to get away in their van and Leatherface is trying to cut up the side of their van and he pops one of the tires with the chainsaw and the chainsaw kind of gets stuck in the tire and it flips his chainsaw away and the van keeps accelerating forward and then flips on on its side. And I'm like, that was pretty good for, I'm assuming, you know, low budget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Again, same with the remake and now this movie, like Leatherface now is just a full on killer again. Um, and yeah, I think 
uh, the problem is you have to be careful, especially moving into modern standards of being like Leatherface does this because he's mentally disabled and or he has other mental issues. Well, that's it's the kind of yeah, but dance around yeah, but what I, is kind of right I, in modern society. But I don't. Th- I mean, I don't think anyone would watch no, Texas no, Chainsaw and go, "Oh, this is an awful treatment of mentally ill people." <laughs> like, no, but it's, it's kind of that thing of like, it's a man who has intellectual if anything, disabilities. Yeah, and if, if anything, he, he, he kills people when he's a bit frightened. If anything, it, it makes doesn't it, hold up it that makes well. it more scary because it's like he's he was a vulnerable person. Yeah, who. Yeah, is no, treated I, awfully, and I so I can see. I yeah. can see why they move in but the this, same direction instead of doubling down. But on I, I don't things. think they're doing it. That they're doing it because, like we were talking about with Scream, is like you get an idea of what it is. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so everyone thinks of Leatherface, and they think of, oh, he's this version, this series's version of Jason Voorhees, who yeah. goes around yeah. killing teens, like, and they think he's just the slasher villain. He's the Freddy yeah. Krueger, whatever, like. If Whereas, you know, most people who watch this franchise probably don't look at it as deeply. And that's the mean? thing. A lot of people probably didn't even care. Like, they're just like, Leatherface has the mask and the chainsaw and yeah, we want to see him yeah. kill. And whereas I'm kind of like, no, I like the The, the original is still the best yeah. for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, 3D is not good. And they also do this weird thing where they're trying to, like, they do this backstory where they're trying to make Leatherface sympathetic and his family, they've cannibals sympathetic. Like why? the Rob Zombie Halloween treatment? Yeah. And How I was just and like, why? Yeah, and I was like, what? And it ends really strangely where... They're cannibals because the, the uh, was it society yeah, yeah, failed Pretty them. much, yeah. It's just like the society failed. And like all the townspeople... They cut people, off my food stamps. What else was I meant to do? Yeah, all the townspeople are more awful yeah. than the crazy cannibals. And I'm like, what? What are they trying to say here? And yeah, it's just, it's not very good. You and know his name, not his story. Yeah. <laughs> so then they made a prequel to this one. Oh, jeez. Called Leather, just called Leatherface. Maybe I don't need to watch. This <laughs> no. One. And this came out in 2017. And so this takes place before the original movie, but in the same continuity as Texas Chainsaw 3D, which is the sequel to the original. Yeah. So now we're back in like the 1950s or 1960s when Leatherface is young, and it's like his origin story. Um, and again, it's like low budget could have been straight to DVD. I don't even know. Um, has some cool ideas, but is generally just not good. And they try again, they try to make all the characters sympathetic and I'm like, what are they doing? And yeah, it's just with all these movies, except for the first one, like they just try to up the gore, up the gore, up the gore, you know, more blood, more guts, um, more kind of disgusting stuff. And you know, at this point, you know, it's like young leather face and just blood. And it's just like, I don't, who cares? Like, why, yeah. why are we, why, why, what are you doing here? Yeah. Um, and then that, that, that leads us to Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. The Netflix which, film. Yes. Which was released straight to Netflix. I did see this And one. which is also funny because as we were just talking about with Scream 2022, which came out the same year, it's like, it's part of this trend of, Especially horror movies reboot of calls. reboot calls of like just using the original name, yeah, and no number, no subtitle. Um, but also, this is a this is like a sequel to the first one. Now, right? yeah, now yeah. this ignores yeah. all the other and movies again, and is one, now yeah. just another sequel to the original. It doesn't make sense because it's like 40, 50 yeah, years yeah. later, and you know Leatherface has been living in an orphanage with an old lady who's not in the first movie, and it's just like, what is going on? Um, and again, it like, 
Leatherface in this one is just straight up killer. Um, and it like Halloween 2018, which I didn't, a lot of people like, but I didn't like, it's just like, it doesn't make a lot of sense when you try to fit it in with yeah. the original, especially how much time has gone by. And you've got a bunch of new young characters come in to get killed. Um, and then you bring in a legacy character, which, you know, Scream is making fun of, but they can get away with it cause it's meta. Whereas this one, it's very rolly rise kind of like they're doing the bad thing that Scream is pointing mm-hmm. fun at making fun of. Um, it wasn't awful, but it's not good. Um, it had some nice cinematography. I think mostly it looked like garbage, but there are a couple of moments like there's the sunflower That's what field. I was thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some good kills. Yeah, but again, it's like, what, what are we doing here? And there's like there's a whole bunch of like Gen Z kind of Yeah, the whole thing coming to buy the town and yeah. Yeah, and like, uh, uh, you know, try anything and you get cancelled, bro. <laughs> and like, I was just... And like the bit where he's chainsawing all the people on the bus, it could have been an amazing sequence, but instead it looks like garbage, sounds like garbage. There's CGI blood everywhere, CGI... It's just boring and ugly and yeah, i was just yeah. kind of and it's really short too it's like an hour and 23 minutes it's one of the shortest out of all these awful texas chainsaw movies it's surprisingly one of the shortest ones and still i think it overstays its welcome <laughs> it also has this really weird kind of character point where the main character survived a school shooting and like now she's traumatized and she has to fight back but she has to use a gun but she can and i'm just like who's writing this who thought this was a good idea <laughs> millennials we're mil- <laughs> no other millennials, not us. Oh yeah, idiot millennials. Yeah. To be um, fair, we're on the older side of the millennials. <laughs> actually, no, no, you're right, you're right. You're right. Younger millennials. No, 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 we're not. We're oh, like no, in the middle. No, no, yeah, we're, we're in the middle. middle. Yeah, but no, there's no, younger millennials. Mid, mid who's writing this? Older Gen Z. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I reckon it was Gen X who made this movie. I, because I, they I, miss all the point. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're trying to be like Gen Z millennial cool, but then they miss all the point. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think it's also just a product of like the Netflix machine of like we have the rights to this. Let's churn it out and let's make a reboot cool because people don't like the sequels and everyone loves the original. I think you're right. And we have to replicate the success of Halloween 2018. And I think you're right. Yeah. Um, Also, again. yeah, they missed the point and the filmmaking is just not as strong. But also, having watched all these movies, I think everyone has a little aspect of it that I like, even the really bad ones. I'm kind of like, oh, that's an interesting idea. Oh, that's a cool kind of bit. Um, one thing I will say, though, is the first movie, even though it's the lowest budget, it's still the best, but also still has the best Leatherface mask. Yeah, The mask in the original actually looks like he's skinned someone and then has like... Sewn sewn like as a mask on his face. All the other movies, they look... Some of them look okay. Some of them have cool designs. But they look kind of rubbery and it's like, this is supposed to be a scary mask. Yeah, yeah. And they look look like a mask and not like this weird weird guy. Like, yeah. Yeah. They look like they're prepared at a Halloween store. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and not to some dude sewing himself at home. Like, like Tom Savini does the the effects for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and it has some great kind of classic Tom Savini effects, some of which are cut down or cut out in a way where it harms the film, whereas it would have been, again, which is why I was disappointed in it. But his mask is kind of cool because you can tell it's more than one face stitched together. Yeah. But it looks like a Tom Savini designed mask. Like you can tell he designed it and then molded it and put it in rubber. And like the first one is still the best. So, yeah. I, I watched all those movies so you didn't have to. Um, 
If you haven't seen all the Scream movies, watch them all. If you haven't seen all the Texas Chainsaw movies, just watch the first one. Don't have to watch any of the other ones unless you're a hardcore like horror nerd. Yeah. And you really want to put yourself through that. The The most horrific thing is putting yourself through <laughs> watching <laughs> it. That's the scariest <laughs> That's thing, the yeah. scariest part of it. Um, well, we went two hours and I've got all these other movies, but maybe maybe we can end it there. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I reckon we could do another part later on. Um, oh, yeah, I, I don't I don't <sighs> really know. Like, uh, I did start a Letterboxd account. So, if people want to follow that, they can see what I've been watching. I don't really review or I just kind of... I don't put star ratings even. I just come on to catalog what I watch. Yeah. If people follow that, um, I guess you just search for... Mine is Channel Drifter. So I guess if they just search for that, they can follow me. I don't know how Letterboxd works. You can also follow Scorsese on there. Yeah, he's on there now. Yeah, his daughter's oh, wow. doing the Lord's work. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so I guess if you follow me there and you see a movie that I see that I don't talk about on the show, I guess you can just hit up, hit us up on the social media. Because I've got a lot of other great horror movies that I watched that could do a whole another show just on them. Um, we, um, oh, real quickly, I did watch Motel Hell, which has a better chainsaw fight at the end than Texas Chainsaw 2. Oh, cool. So I'll just say Very that. Very good. Um, what's, that, what's that Nicolas Cage movie that's a really good chainsaw fight? Mandy? Mandy. Mandy. That's yeah, yeah, that movie's crazy. That chainsaw's crazy. All right, I reckon we'll end up there. Um, a little bit of housekeeping before we wrap up. We have joined a new social media service called Newsmast. Mm-hmm. It's only been around a couple months at this point it's not too big is it invite only can no it's not we got an invite to join it but you can join it at home okay so um, listeners can listeners can join it and follow us on Newsmast, which is kind of like um reddit meets twitter in a way mm. you you'll join and you'll you'll pick communities to join so if you join the movie community you'll see posts related to movies or users that post to the movie community and we'll um, be in the movie and then once you're in your community it sort of looks like twitter essentially um, you can repost, retweet, comment, all that kind of stuff. Um, join us on uh, Newsmast at ChooseTheReview AU. Mm-hmm. Um, that should send you to our page, but because it's new, I'm not exactly sure how it works. Still so new, yeah, user experience. Not... Um, but the full, I guess our full at is at ChooseTheReview at Newsmast.social, but I think at ChooseTheReview AU will still work. As should, yeah, should, it should, should, should be able to find that. That's our profile name anyway. Yeah. Um, so I guess follow us there. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, if you, know, you start start if you at want the to early adopt Newsmast. Yeah, um, it's a um, to be specific. Newsmast is a knowledge based social media platform powered by a charitable foundation, non profit and ad free, diverse, democratic, and dedicated to building safe, committed communities that can change the world. So it's an app built around communities that support the subjects that matter to you where contributors are front and center sharing knowledge and expertise with curious people. Um, so again, you yeah. know, it's up our alley. Anything, uh, anything to get away from Twitter, even though Twitter seems to be the most popular or one of the still popular place. Again, you know what? Unfortunately, growing, trying to grow a show, you know, yeah. you have to be where the people are and Twitter seems mm. to be where a lot of people are. And if we can stay but, positive on Twitter and engage positively. Yeah. But we're also diversifying into other yeah, territories because we want to kind of grow. And so, um, yeah. We're hoping we're hoping to get some more help with our social media through Alum, uh, being a bigger part of the show in mm. terms of kind of managing more of our social media. Because it's getting too much for just me and James. Yeah. Um, and like we were saying the last couple of weeks is like, 
There's so much There's coming so up. much YouTube again, stuff that we still haven't been able to. Again, YouTube's coming up. We got some. We got some crazy stuff coming up. Yeah, there. If in, we can, if we can arrange it all scheduled, right. Scheduled, yeah. Interviews scheduled. Interviews unscheduled. Mm. Um, that potential. We'll, we'll yeah. potentially blow up the yeah, yeah. corner of the internet with it at one point. Yeah, you'll know what we're talking about when it happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, please so, uh, like and share the Tuesday review. Facebook page, Instagram page, Twitter page, Threads page, and the Newsmast page. Yeah. Um, and if soon all enough, of the them, YouTube page. Yeah, all of them are at Tuesday Review AU. So check us out there, follow us there, and make sure you comment and DM oh. us. And look, we'll, we'll be real on the show right now. You know, we've been doing well with our social media and we've been getting lots of views mm. um, and impressions. And so people are seeing the show. But we feel like we have no interaction yeah. with business. We yeah. want to and, hear from you. And we, we've talked about before, it's like, that's kind of our fault. We were never that active. Yeah. But now we're trying to be more active. So if you're if you're on there and you have something you want us to talk about or you, you want to comment on something we, we said on the show. Because, you know, we don't like just being an echo chamber. Yeah. But, but it is what it is. Screaming into the ether. Yeah, that's it. Someone has to. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next oh, week. Oh, make sure to listen to next week's episode. It's going to be very special. Every week's very special. Well, yeah. <laughs> We're very special boys. That's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back Ooh. next week. Adios. Happy cousins. Halloween. Happy Halloween. Woo! Woo.